What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show. Part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. You in here with the Bruce Wayne of this ish. The king of kings, the king of content, and the speaker of truth, yours truly, the notorious one, new, 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 new a.k.a. Mr. Coachalini, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Radamus, and you're in the desert storm bunker with EWF, that is every woman's fantasy, also known as the untouchable, the undebatable, the whole effing show. Not only that, the Morpheus of the mating matrix, Gregorio Greybeard himself, third leg Greg and the man with more nicknames than anyone in the game, the Milk Dud Supreme in the building, and the best edutainment here on YouTube. Not only that, I'm the Black Moses, also known as CGA, God Allah, and the 10-time demonetized champion of YouTube... We are back against all odds, and we are back in here for one of the best shows that you're going to see this week, and I'm happy to be back. It is Money Making Monday in the building. Money Making Monday. money. Coming off the NFL weekend, and it was an interesting weekend. The Raiders gets a W, man, and shout out to everybody in Raider Nation. Yes, we won't have a preview show today because I'm going to be in court today, but uh, no preview show today. Attorney's trying to make a bag off your ninja. All the bag watchers, all the pocket watchers. And they're just trying to make money off CGA because CGA is that dude. All right. All these hungry ass hens and the CEO of Fixes Binds LLC in the building. Fixes Binds LLC where the dirty broads try to make a bag off of me for free. It ain't going to happen though, man. Ninja, you're going to have to work. You're going to have to work, bitch. You want to pay your bills? You want to pay rent? You want to get Starbucks? You better work, bitch. <laughs> you want to get groceries? You want to feed your cat? You want to watch Netflix? You better work, bitch. All right. Hey, man, you got to go to work. And you got to get up early to mess with a ninja like me. We got a great show for you today. Why all women should be doing this, but instead they be doing that. Ladies, if you're here. All the 10 women in here watching me right now, we're going to give you advice of what all women should be doing. And if they did this, they wouldn't have to worry about that. But they're too busy doing that and not worrying about this. Keeping your eyes on the prize. Keeping your eyes on the prize. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. They got to keep their eyes on the prize. And if they want to win out here, we got a lot of straggle behavior going on. I mean, we got a lot of straggle behavior going on. And this is going to make sense as we get all the way to this show, <laughs> all right? You know what I'm saying? And here's the thing. Here's the thing. We're going to do Doom and Gloom, long segment, Straggle and Snickles Theater, long segment. We have other segments coming up here, and there's some segments that I left on the table. I mean, I got to do several shows this week. Ninja, like, are we talking about this? Are we talking about that, Ninja? I got 10 shows to do this week. Mm. All right, maybe not 10, but nine. Ninja, I got nine shows. I can't talk about everything in one show. You should see the stuff I'll be throwing away. Can't talk about this. Can't talk about that. But we got a great show, Straggle and Sniggle Theater as, as well. And then we also have some segments. We have a woman that straight up deleted her two kids. 
I mean, skitty pop pop, been a boom boom boom. All right, went straight like La Yorona on her two kids. You know what I mean? Women really do hate their kids. You know what I mean? We, they do hate their kids. Well, they hate the baby daddy more than they love their kids. We know that. But I be thinking they hating them. <laughs> they be hating them around here. So we got that coming up. We also have dating apps getting, they're, they're crashing around us. So now we got new, new stock portfolio matches taking an L after Bumble tumbled. We got that. And uh, what else we got? That's that about it. All right, that about it. But anyway, do me a favor. Hit the like button in the building. And to contribute to today's show, to give me a love gift. I'm going to have to call it a love gift. All right, because them ninjas be like, I'm going to make them go through each one with a 5-2 cone. Is that a gift? Nope. Donation? Maybe. All right, here we go. Um, for To send your love gift to one Coach Greg Adams, I should have some, I should have some holy... I should have some music in the background, like, you know, the church revival music. All right, it's your time to witness. I call you to witness. Send your love gift to me. You know, like those old televangelists used to be to send your love gift. All right. Dollar sign, the notorious CGA on the cash app, Bimmo. Coach Greg Adams TV, PayPal. PayPal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. And that be pinned to the top of the live chat on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. And you can super chat. Your love gift. New, 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 new world order. To the Notorious CGA channel. All right, let me get into some earlier contributors because we in here. And I hope you guys recover from the weekend. What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend? Nigga? All right, we got Formula One this week in Las Vegas. It's going to be crazy. I'm thinking I might show up. All right, but Ninja, they was trying to sell me tickets back in about five months ago, six months ago. They had them tickets marked up, fam. They had them tickets marked up. All right, and, you know, being that I'm a celebrity and all, <laughs> or being that I'm a celebrity, they was like, hey, you want some good tickets here? Man, they was trying to overcharge me. I was like, man, mm. you don't get them damn tickets. They giving away these tickets now. Them tickets done dropped straight plummeted, all right? They thought this was going to be a big weekend, I, I guess. I mean, it will be. Ninja tickets still available out in this mode. <laughs> all right. They was like, you won't be able to find no tickets. All right, yeah, the VIP is the VIP up there, five figures, Ninja. All right, five figures. But them tickets done came tumbling down, Ninja. I guess, I guess it ain't going to be popping like that. But them tickets freaking $200 and shit. <laughs> Ninja was trying to tell me 10 k 20 k At one time, it was 40 k I was looking at this Ninja like, I'm a celebrity, Ninja, but I'm broke, Ninja. What the hell? Let you get it through your thick skull <laughs> that I'm broke. Dead, flat, stony, broke. I got $3.85 in my purse. I was like, bruh, Ninja, who do you think I am? I think people think I'm richer than I am. You know, they be on the internet searching, pocket watching and shit. <laughs> they be pocket watching. Yeah, they tried to straight jack me. It was crazy, man. Ninja, uh, straight jack. I said, Ninja, y'all need to get off the internet. Ninja, whatever it says on the internet, I don't got it. <laughs> I don't got that. Ninjas be on the internet like... He's worth $14 million. I'm like, Negro, please. You know, mustache having with whiskers like a rat compared to beans, you whack. Talking about $40,000 for some goddamn race tickets, man. Are you crazy to sit there and watch cars drive by like this? And then, you know what I mean? Rub elbows with escorts and sheiks. Rub, es rub elbows with celebrities, escorts, and sheiks. <laughs> I was like, man, you wildin'. 
All right, anyway, private investigator watching my show like, God damn. Private investigator, if you hear Ninja, uh, you got your work cut out for you, Ninja. I'm just telling you. Whatever they tell me you to look for, Ninja, go look for it. Ninja, get your shovel. <laughs> All right, get your shovel. All right, uh, Ninja, they be letting North. <laughs> oh, man, that's crazy, man. Ninja just be like, you be getting super chats. Do you see them? Donations be like $1, and the paragraph be that long. Ninja's be, listen, I'm not going to shit on my people, man. Shout out to everybody that sent me a love gift. All right, anyway, man, they crazy. Private investigator watching like, damn, Ninja. Give me a hint, motherfucker. All right, anyway. Hey, Ninja, you're going to get paid anyway. All right, uh, anyway, Albert Wesker is in the building. He says, uh, XXs know how to behave. They just choose not to. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that because, because, because what you're saying is right. You know what I mean? What you're saying ultimately is going to be right. Because I'm going to tell you that at some point they're going to know how to act, which is going to be interesting, which this is going to be the life-changing advice I'm going to give them today. All right, which, which tells me you know how to act. Martin says, what are your thoughts on first Hemothy 4 and 13, 4 and 1 through 3, hashtag RP and hashtag WEF, or is it EWF? Shout out to you. I'm not sure what it is, but I don't have time to stop. Brown through it. Oh, to be honest, coach, you have changed. You have become, you are going soft on these emotional, peace-sitting-down niches. Glad to see your foot on their neck again. I was, Ninja. I was on these peace. I can't wait. All right, you know I'm going to go in on somebody today. Currency says work-life balance sounds like a luxury. It's barbecue in here. It's barbecue in there. Work-life balance. All right, I see what they're saying, but damn. Faceless man says, shout out to the coach, Gang Yang. Did you see Dr. John Baloney's podcast with his wife? He's a gump Mitch. Confirmed. Bait and switched. Give him the prices wrong. We might have to review that one. I would love to review Dr. John Baloney. He brought his wife on the podcast. Oh, she's a public figure. So now we can watch. All right, I, didn't, I don't want to bring wives into it. But you brought it up, Ninja. <laughs> I can't wait to see what this ninja over there. He probably he probably shuffling his ass off. All right. Anyway. Hex Euripides says, here's a coffee for you, coach. Why you ain't caught today? Appreciate you, man. All right. They caught me on my coffee break, too. They gonna catch me on my lunch break. JC says, a new Mastodon moved in above me, and I heard her getting her cheeks clapped last night. He says, I was a little jealous. I left a burger in Hennessy by my door to try to catch her. Okay, yeah, man, listen. Hey, I think you're right, though. I, I don't think you're joking. But I'm going to tell you, man, fat women, I'm not fat. Mastodons be out there getting their cheeks clapped. Clapped. It's always a ninja that's going to clap a, a big woman's cheeks. Shout out to our brother here, El Jefe. Said, let's effing go, Raider Nation Raiders. In the building, shout out to our brother A. Aaron Easy Aaron is in the building. Hey, we got a brother here that checked in. He says, thanks for everything you do. We're going to call you Warren O. All right, shout out to Deshaun Rose. Says, good morning. And for those Raiders, site carry on. All right, shout out to you. And D-Dub is in the building. Here's my love gift. Pause. Shout out to the love gift brothers in here. All right, you send the love gift in the name of the Lord. Name of the Lord. I do have a couple more in here. And have you seen recently? Uh, I heard that the, you know, it was it was Veterans Day this weekend and people have acknowledged that the armed forces are missing their recruit target numbers. They fell short 10,000 recruits. 
And so what does that mean for y'all? All right, that if we go busting down World War Three, y'all ninjas is going to get drafted. Okay. No government name says morning coach just turned 33 today. And I'm already called a dirty old man because I I'm seeing another chocolatey Kaylee. All right. No Karens, no Shanaynays, no Consuelos. I think he says, et cetera. No female after 30. Not wasting my meat. Pause on them. Keep up the good work. By the way, he says, even though I'm labeled a Scorpio, Zodiac signs are overrated. Yeah, man, I don't shout out the Zodiac sign. I don't know nothing about it, but happy birthday to you, brother. I'm going to do a couple more, then I'm going to get it. Veterans Day. Happy birthday to you, man. Happy birthday, 33. All right, they're actually going in on your your guy, Bootsy Badass. I called him Bootsy Bad Tail. And uh, apparently he was saying something about Chloe Bailey. And Chloe Bailey is that young woman that got her cheeks clapped. I believe she's also either the sister or the woman that was in Little Mermaid. I think her sister was in it. I can't remember. Well, Bootsy Badass is uh, over 40. And Chloe Bailey is 25. Now, he said he has a crush on Chloe, Chloe Bailey. And shout out to him for acknowledging that. Oh, people got in there. They got their panties in a bunch. They got their panties in a bunch about a 45-year-old man lusting over a 25-year-old woman. And they're like, what? She's a child. Mm. Next thing you know, next thing you know, they're going to be saying 30-year-old women are children. I mean, they just keep raising the, oh, it was Haley. It was Haley Bailey. Okay, it was Haley Bailey. Haley, I don't even know which one she was. All right, I think it was Haley Bailey. Yeah, you're right. Or Hallie Bailey. I can't remember what it is. But anyway, yeah, uh, Boosie still, he watches my show. Shout out to Boosie. I know you watch my show, didn't you? All right, don't lie to me. And shout out to Baton Rouge or Baton Rouge. Anyway, they was like, oh, she's a child. Oh, my God, he's a metaphile. And I'm like, she 25. Damn. She's 25. Like, it ain't like she was 19 or 18. I could see some normies getting uncomfortable about that. But they're literally trying to protect a 25-year-old, underage 25 now. Ninja, y'all getting crazy here. Y'all getting crazy with it. The black community, black women, y'all crazy when it comes to that shit. They're like, she's 25. Oh, my God, he's a metaphile. <laughs> I was like, dude, she about to be out of my age range. She about to just tiptoe out of my age range. Ninja, give it seven years. She completely out of my age range. Like, I wouldn't even look at her anymore. I'd be like, nope. <laughs> Where's your niece at? Shout out to my man, Jacob M., Every day I see more and more of the free agent lifestyle talking points in the comments under Manosphere type videos. I believe in the next few years we will see the normies trying to be free agents. Will this be a good thing or a bad thing? Well, normies ruin ruin everything. So, you know what I mean? Ru- normies ruin everything. So that's one point about it. So I don't know, man. Not too many are belong to the chosen few. All right. <laughs> All right, and somebody said, oh, Maury says some normies, same normies will say it's okay for an 18-year-old to have an OnlyFans. And at the same time, anybody that purchases our OnlyFans is a, is a metaphile. Mm. So 18-year-olds can go out there and twerk, shake their ass, have OnlyFans, make a bag. Anybody that buys their OnlyFans, you're a metaphile. <laughs> at the same time, I don't know what to tell you. But normies are normies, and I have to. I hope everybody remembers that I'm one of the originators. And I am the originator of the free agent lifestyle. But look, I'm going to get back. I'm going to get back. But we're going to do doom and gloom. And we got some stuff to report. Here we go. 
What what happened? I was muted. I was muted. This is absolutely tragic. I pressed the wrong button. <laughs> I pressed the wrong button. Ay ay ay. Anyway, what I was saying was doom and gloom. CGA, we're back in here. And uh, apparently, as I say, the black community is a microcosm of the greater society. What we see in the black community always trickles down into the greater society. And this story is no different. Sorry for the 10, 12 seconds of no audio, but we're back in here. This is the first story here. Apparently, this headline is across the nation. And we're going to review a couple of doom and gloom headlines here. Apparently, in Fortune magazine, it says parents are stealing their children's identities to access debt and destroying their kids' credit score in the process. Oh, man, let me tell you, man. New, 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 new world order. Now, this is the black community. I mean, the black community been doing this for 40 years, maybe 50 years, putting light bills in people's names, putting cable in everybody's names right here. And uh, the black community been doing this for a good 50 years, as well as the trailer park, but the greater society, because people are in a bind, people are in a bind and they need to go see ninjas fixing binds. Parents, they say, uh, let me just, let me just correct this. Mothers, <laughs> mothers are stealing their children's identities to access debt and destroying their kids' credit scores in the process. They said, parents, I can guarantee you this is moms, ninja. This is these moms, these broke-ass moms. Let you get it through your <laughs> thick skull that I'm broke. Please. Dead, flat, stony broke. Please. $3.85. And here's the reason why I know. Here's the reason why I know, and this is all the evidence you're going to need. What daddy knows their kid's credit, uh, social security number? What dad knows their kid's social security number? Let's just first off talk about the deadbeat dads. Shout out to the deadbeat dads in the building we represent. What father knows their kid's social number? Ninja, most fathers don't have a freaking clue. They barely know their kid's birthdays. So we already know. We already know Ninja. Half the ninjas is off on this one. Ninjas don't know their kids' social security number. That's number one. Number two, we know this is mammies because mammies pretty much be stealing kids from the fathers. So this is going to be mothers are stealing their children's identity to access debt and destroying their kids' credit score in the process. Ay, ay, ay. This is crazy, man. This is crazy. But I'm going to tell you, I always tell you, that women are savvy, they're manipulators, they're survivors. And the reason why, they, they have to survive. Ninja, they are not going to be down bad. They're going to find a way to put the clamps down and destroy anything they can, Ninja. And we're going to talk about that later. All right, we're going to talk about that more in depth when it comes to their children. Yes, they, your mother set your kids back, Ninja. Mothers be setting their kids back because they be out here trying to survive. All right, and they will not go down without a fight, Ninja. They will sell some puss at some particular point. When I start selling pussy, I don't want to hear it. All right. And if they can't do that, Ninja, they'll just go ruin their kids' credit scores. Hey, listen, you see it right here in the headline. You see it in the headline. So this is no longer a joke. And it is reached now the greater society. you like, how are these people making it? Well, <laughs> now we know. And did you guys know Apple now has Apple, uh, what do they call it? Uh, like a firm and all of these uh, pay later. Apple now has pay later. Ring the bell on these ninjas. Oh, ninja. Man almighty. Oh, the humanity. Oh, man, we done financially. 
These broads in the next five years going to be dusted. <laughs> they going to be messed up. All right, what about this one here? Here's another doom and gloom segment here. This is Instagram. Apparently, Ling Ling has figured out that over 40,000 eviction notices have gone out in Los Angeles this year. Many do so-called upscale apartments. Ring the bell, Ninja. I know people, I I just keep warning you, man. I keep warning you, Ninja. Hey, man, sometimes somebody's going to pay. Somebody's going to paint themselves in the corner. And these so-called people where your neighbors, you're like, damn, how my neighbors making it? They ain't paying no rent, motherfucker. I mean, that's just simple. Your rent's due, motherfucker. They ain't paying the rent. They're, they're not paying their mortgages. They're kind of living off credit. They're putting credit in their kids' names. <laughs> it is way crazy. And, of course, they call these luxury apartments. I call them, I call them millennial ghettos. Mm. <laughs> I call them millennial ghettos. These are barely, oh, we have all these amenities. Look at these. These look like housing projects to me. I call them boxes for human beings. All right. These are all the hot boxes for human beings. Apartments. All right. These are got these are these are luxury, these are luxury projects. But anyway, ain't no future in your fronting. All right. It never was, cuz. All right, shout out to this one right here. We got more doom and gloom. Americans continue. Boy, these headlines are crazy. It'll be all right, coach. Americans continue to ransack their retirement savings. Ninja, this is everything full circle. Ninja, this is getting wild. <laughs> the media's all on it. The media's out here telling on y'all. New, 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 new world order. All right, so not only are retirements getting ransacked, not only are eviction notices coming out, not only are p- mothers ruining their children's credit. Ninja, what's next? What is next? When I start selling pussy... I don't want to hear it. Yeah. I mean, I told you all of this in my book, The Evolution. The link is in the description box below. I thought I done told y'all. I thought I done told y'all this is where we headed. All right, this is where we headed. Now Americans. Oh, of course. You know, and most of these people who are doing this are taking care of their lazy bum ass children, a.k.a. their underage 25-year-olds, right? And we noticed this because... Because, you know, they're, we, we noticed this because they were telling the boomers and the Gen Xers to stop taking care of your kids. Stop letting your kids live with you. They're, you're torpedoing your retirement savings, trying to deal with these lazy-ass, work-life-ass, uh, depressed-ass Gen, Gen Zers and millennials, okay? Mm. Or the Zennials. So people are trying to I'm telling you, I, because what, this is what happens. <laughs> this is what happens. I tell you these things, then you go out into the real world. You go out to the real world and you be like, everybody seems to be doing okay. What is, what is coach talking about? I see a couple over there. They look like they're in love. Okay. I see a family over there. They're eating out for dinner. I see a, I see a guy over there. All right. He seems to be, he seems to be looking for love. I see a legacy ninja over there. He wants to have kid. What's wrong? I'm just telling you guys. Everybody's fronting out here. A fronting, fronting, fronting. Right? What you see on the outside is not what you see when they go behind closed doors. Because when they go behind closed doors and they shut that garage and they close the door and lock it, they be at home and they be looking at each other like, holy shit. Like, Ninja, we just spent $250 eating that Chipotle. (laughs) Like, what are we going to do? Wife looking at the... The husband, 
you gonna be able to cover this this month we gonna be able to make rent we gonna be able to make rent oh man they be living listen yep they believe facebook is that they be taking pictures on facebook look everybody's doing good everybody's fine coach on hell no they get back to the crib they be looking yep arguing not having sex all right looking at the uh, spreadsheet husband losing sleep husband losing sleep that ninja wake up two in the morning all right hey man if you ever been married and head a household you be waking up two in the morning you be sitting at your computer like shit looking at it like whoo ninja can't sleep tossing and turning like damn how am i gonna make this happen shit i gotta pay for oh damn oh junior and i made the swim team oh shit how much five hundred dollar registration shit and a uniform six hundred dollar uniform Brother, they wearing a goddamn hat and some, uh, you know, some Speedos. What kind of $600 Speedos is this? <laughs> wife get up. She all at Starbucks. Your wife at Starbucks spending more money and you like, wait. <laughs> hey, man. Yep. Somebody trying to make bills, Ninja. I'm just letting you know, Ninja. I'm letting you know. Don't, don't let these ninjas think. It's all gravy around here. What about this doom and gloom? Average credit card balance tops $6,000, a 10-year high as delinquencies rise. Man, I had to wake y'all up today, Ninja. Wowzers. Wake y'all punk ass up, Ninja. Hey, man, only some of the good news is that mortgage rates look like they're going to fall down. All right. But it's going to be no point, Ninja. Everybody broke out in this mother sucker right here. Broke, dead, flat, stony, broke. I've got $3.85 in my Ooh, purse. Oh, man. Credit card. Hey, man. Credit card balances. The average balance is $6,000. Well, um, I don't think they're going to be able to pay that out. That's going to be a revolving balance. And, of course, that's the average balance. It's not the mean, the median, or the mode. I would be privy. I would be probably interested to see what the what the, what the norm is, right? What the mode is or what, what, the, what the high is. What is the high? 20? 30? No wonder why they're just trying to sue people. <laughs> Somebody says 10% tops. Yeah, man. He says fall down. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. Hey, man, it's crazy out here. It's wild. You know, they're just trying to sue people. I'm getting sued like a mother sucker. All right, they trying to come after my paper. I'm like, ninja bitch, get a job. Man, we wilding. All right, we got more doom and gloom. Uh, These hoes winning, right? These hoes winning. I bet you they show me an ad. God dang it. They did show me an ad. All right. All right. Oh, I can skip it here. All right. These hoes winning, coach. I don't think I've slept through the entire night in years. For Layla, a good night. I don't think I've slept through the entire night in years. For Layla, a good night is when she finds a safe place to park her car. We don't really ask for much. During the past three years since she became homeless, Layla, who didn't want to give her last name, says she's been robbed, ordered to move, and even had her car towed. She's one of the more than a thousand people living in their cars in Sacramento. Now, this has to be California. If you in a BMW M3, I mean, I know it's an older BMW M3. It's probably worth $9,000 or less. But you're in a BMW M3 and you living in it. I'm, these seats are not to be lived in. I'm just letting you know. But it's got to be California if you're homeless in a BMW. You know what I mean? 
And uh, I'm looking at her and I'm like, I'm not going to say what race, what people we know. I can't say that. Well, listen, I mean, it does get down to this uh, point right here. And of course, she's probably in the bind and I'm not fixing her bind. Carmelo County, we need uh, like from A to Z. But if if we all get a little bit, we can all help each other. For Layla, it came as a relief oh. to hear Sacramento County will soon open its first safe park lot. For people that are experiencing homelessness that have a vehicle of some kind, it could be a, a car, it could be an RV. This parking lot right here will have space for up to 30 cars so that people experiencing homelessness can have a safe place to sleep at night. And they'll also have access to services like food and showers. We'll be able to provide case management to the people that come into the safe parking so that we can hopefully get them rehousing services or get them um, behavioral health services. The safe park. All right, enough about this, man. Listen, I once lived in my car, so I will not put these people down. Sometimes it's a good transition piece, but uh, you got safe parking. Of course, these are probably for women because more women are living in their cars. When ninjas is living in their cars and on the road, ninja, they don't care. All right, but uh, obviously more women are doing it. So they're trying to prevent them from getting robbed and graped and assaulted in that. And of course, I support that. But of course, this is the sign of the times as well, because when they say more single women will be, there will be more single women in 2030. And you combine it with our great uh, recession and depression that we have going on. This is a recipe for disaster. More women will be pushed into these situations. And it's only going to get worse from here. I told you, I told you. How about this? I told you it was a long doom and gloom. How about this headline? Amid soaring rent prices and the increasing cost of living, roughly 56,000 students in the United Kingdom have turned to sex work to fund their university out here. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs and I just I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in. And that's it. And put the pen number and boom, money just comes right out. Y'all thought I was joking about the JUCO. I told you the JUCO is Liddy. I told you we would be here, Ninja. And I told you this in 2019, Ninja. I don't give a shit about your philosophy and what you need to do, Ninja. You got plenty of women to run game on, but they ain't got time to run game, Ninja. They rent due out here. Your rent's due, motherfucker. We, that, I told you that ship is sailed. And they're out here making it happen. When I start selling pussy, I don't want to hear it. When I start selling pussy, I don't want to hear nobody say shit. When you see me on the corner, bitch, mind your business. All right. You know, man, listen, I know you be like, coach, man, you tripping, man. No, it ain't happening. Ninja. I told, listen, not only have I told you this is happening, I predicted, I predicted this would happen. Meaning that I said there's going to be a surge. What did I used to say? I said this in 2018 going into 2019. I said they're going to be selling it for, for bottles of water. I mean, because that's what Venezuela was. And, and many consecrators before me, they said Venezuela 2.0. All right, I, it's, it's where we're at. It's my reality because I am one of the kings of the dark side around here. I'm just letting you know. It's going crazy. All right, listen, when you say this right here, <laughs> when you say this right here, why do I have to work? I am sexy. I am sexy. Hey, man, you can't no longer deny it. I mean, I don't know. You can deny it if you want, Ninja, but woof, it's crazy out here. Last one. I think this is the last one on dooming. Oh, we got two more doom and gloom. Oh, boy, it was busy this weekend. 
It was busy. Speaking of doing work, it's not just the university women. Carol Alt joins Lonely Vans at age 62 and will include nudies, but tastefully done. Oh, my. To wrap you in my warm embrace. All right, Ninja Broke goes with every woman, and every woman got a little piece sleeve to sell. Let you get it through your thick skull that I'm broke. Dead, flat, stony broke. Here we go. $3.85 in my purse. All the women independent. Man, I told you, I told you I cracked the cold on women's empowerment. Because somebody saw this coming. Because without women's empowerment, I don't think women would have done this. But before this great recession, they had a women's empowerment. And what women's empowerment was, empowerment to shake their ass. That's what it was. Right? Don't, don't tell me what to wear. You know, when they had them 50-year-old strippers on the, uh, in the Super Bowl show, J-Lo and Shakira. Remember that? I was like, they got 50-year-old women stripping at the Super Bowl? And they were like, this is for women's empowerment. Here it is. Now you got, here it is. 62 years old, ninja. Oh, my God, Laura. I'm cr- Look. Why do I have to work? I am sexy. <laughs> I am sexy. What are we doing, man? Ninja, ring the bell on these ninjas. It's, it's, what are we doing, man? I want to see what she looks like now. All right, let's scroll down. That's what she used to look like right there. I mean, but she looked like 40 years old right there. I don't. Is that what she really looks like? Let me scroll down. Okay, this is her right here. All right, looking like Master Splinter. All right, boy, oh, boy. I can smell this picture. Look at that neck. I can't get that neck. I cannot get that neck. I mean, that tells me there's a lot of facelifts going on there, man. She looked like she's. <laughs> I who man, bruh. And I'm I'm sure her rent is big. Uh, she's living out there on the bay. Oh, look at them feet. Oh no. Them feet ain't it, baby. Look at them bunions. All right, I'm gonna tell you what I see in this picture. Hold on for a second. You already know what I'm going to do. You already know what I'm going to do. All right. This is what I see in this picture. And this is no lie. This is no lie. You cannot tell me you do not see this in this picture. So let me go back. Let me stop. All right. She's a pretty, she's a pretty woman. All right. (laughs) This is, this is her. And this is what I see right here. All right. You see this? This is the exact same. This is the exact same photo right here. This is what I see. All right, there, there she is right there. All right, tell me I ain't lying. <laughs> Look, at, tell me I ain't lying. That's the same photo right there. Look, man, what are we doing? She got the same pose, hands on hip. All right, ladies, stop posing like this. I'm a model. All right, give me a pose. Two hands on hips. <laughs> All right, there we go right here. All right, I'm going to put two hands on hips. How long is she going to last at Lonely Fans? This woman's going to be broke. All right, all I'm gonna, I need to see one picture, one freebie. <laughs> all right, mm. Jesus. Ay, ay, ay. Do you have a daughter, perhaps a granddaughter at this point? I mean, a granddaughter is probably up to discussion at this point, up for discussion. I bet you her feet look like, ugh, disgusting. All right, last one, doom and gloom. I told you this was a long segment. Doom and gloom, last one uh, for you diabetes-ass ninjas. For you Dunkin' Donuts, Starbucks, drinking-ass ninjas here. This uh, guy's going to tell us how much sugar is in a Dunkin' Donut pe- peppermint mocha swirl. All right, here we go. 
is the new peppermint mocha swirl here at Dunkin' Donuts. It has a record-breaking 186 grams of added sugar, but grams are kind of hard to visualize sometimes. So visualize this, my friends. It's the same amount of sugar as not that many munchkins. That many. 93 munchkins that are powdered sugar. Need another frame of reference? It has that much sugar. That is 46 and a half teaspoons of oh, white cane sugar in a freaking coffee. Now, I read the comments sometimes. Some people say, Bobby, are they trying to kill us? No, if they kill us, we can't be consumers of their products. They're trying to make us hooked on their food. So oh, we're fat, sick, and nearly dead. That way we keep buying their crappy food and we keep buying their prescription medication. My friends, this is insane. This is a prime example of profits over people. And uh, I'm glad he talked about this. And he got some nerve to be all up in Dunkin' Donuts dissing them like that. I'm surprised they didn't throw them out, but it don't matter. They still going to sell to you normies. All right, that's crazy, man. You see all that sugar? Ninja diabetes. We headed to Wally World. Wally. We're going to be full Wally at this point. All these. I can't say it. I can't say it. All right, let me get to the Super Chats. That's Doom and Gloom CGA for today. We must, we must make healthy choices, gentlemen, and it starts with you. If you want to be a prescription med individual, you want to wake up every day and swallow 12 pills, all right, go ahead. Let me get over here, bro. Shout out to Brayon says, greetings, coach. Coach, I just rewatched your hypergamy stream, and I can honestly slay, say that hypergamy told me I was an ish. The truth is accepted, and coach, I'm ready for you to give us men some grown man content in 2024. Shout out to you. Appreciate you, man. And if you miss my hypergamy stream, at some point, I'll put the, uh, you can watch it here. It's still on here. It's hypergamy is good, but um, I'll have it. I'll have it out a clip or, or something like that later on. Shout out to Macaroni Tony for the ninjas that hate on the free agent lifestyle. You still have to use club. Uh, he said you still have to use clubs on their steering wheels. Oh, that goes way back. Do they still make those? Game ninjas be like, I got my girls cutting my grass with scissors in the rain. And I'll be like, congratulations. Wow. Good for you. Lamont James, shout out to CGA. Yesterday's local streams had me sniggling. If you want uncensored, unfiltered CGA, come to locals where the junior college is litty. They can't handle it. Macaroni Tony C. Breezy said he's done with Cali and possibly moving to Nevada. And he has a new song out called Red Flags. He says, let me find out you was his ghostwriter on the track, and we're going viral out here. We're going viral. And I did hear another few people say they're done with Cali, and I, was one of the, I wasn't one of the forefront, but I got the hell up out of there. All right, first chance I got. I was like, I'm done with California. California ain't shit. I love Cali in my heart, but California is a rest haven for hoes. I mean, when I say hoes, I'm not talking about whores. I'm talking it's rest haven for normies. Normies think they're going to go out to Cali and make it big. It's crazy. All right. Anyway, shout out to Nathaniel. Nathaniel says, shout out to UCGA and the coach gang. Whenever I feel like I'm going backwards or discouraged, I just read your book all over again. Shout out to you. Thank you, brother. And keep it going, man. This is a journey. It's, it's a marathon. It is not a sprint. 
What you'll do is you'll wait for people to make mistakes and just you'll, you'll pass the normies up. Sizzo, Raiders. He says, I'm up on my stonks and bills, so I'm sending CGA some ducats. Remember, Coach, Delulu is the Salulu. That's where we're going. And I told you here, I was one of the first. I'm like, they going full on doubling down on stupid. They're just like, we're just going to be delusional. Shout out to Kalen says, what's up, coach? I know you glad to see the Raiders get that dub, but your playoffs chances are not good in the loaded AFC. Good luck, though. We'll see about that. No, the AFC is tight. It's tight like some of y'all sisters. Yes, I meant that. <laughs> yes. All right. Shout out to no government name says those who are happily married or in long-term relationships must be honest. They claim that the man holds frame and the woman submits and follows. However, they can't afford to be single. They can't afford to be single. One of the messages that I gave you in 2019 preparing you for this day is that I said, if you get in a relationship now, you won't be able to afford to be single later on. You, you got dead weight meaning that you can't drop the woman and go save yourself. Eventually, you'll get this situation where you're trying to, you got one kid, two kids, three kids, right? You got a wife, and then they start getting laid off. You know you got a woman. You get into a long term with a woman over 35, you know she's going to get laid off. She's going to get laid off her job. And then she's going to be like, well, I guess I'll have my feet up all on your furniture smelling like corn nuts. Oh, hell no. Uh, you got to go. Gots to go, El Jefe says. For CGA's investigator, leave him alone. He broke in here. Yes, man, I'm actually... Let you get it through your thick skull that I'm broke. Dead, flat, <laughs> stony broke. I've got $3.85. I got the cost today. Purse. I got the cost today. I'm headed over here. I'm headed over here. We got uh, Peruvian Heat. What's up, coach? He says it's going to be an exciting week. I will be going to the Formula One, and it will be my first time in Vegas. I already got my lineup set up. If I see you there, drinks on me. Hit me with the airplane. Shout out to you, man. And oh, the women are coming from all over the world. All right. I've noticed the uptick in women from European women. They all here. All right. And they lining up. They line ups too. Yes. Y'all niggas don't know. And yes, your girlfriend. Come, hey, man. Never. European women are freaky. European women are not like American women per se. And I'm talking about women from like Belgium, you know, Sweden, the Viking areas, not the Great Britain areas, not the people with the bad teeth. I'm talking about the Viking areas. You know what I mean? Like uh, uh, Norway, Finland, Sweden, Belgium, Amsterdam. Like these women don't be doing monogamy like y'all ninjas. Like American women be like, he's mine. They get a guy and they latch. They put their claws in the guy. They're a little more in Iceland. Throw Iceland there. They're a little bit more laissez-faire. They're a little bit more laissez-faire. Like, they'll be with the guy. They'll be with a guy. But they'll be like, well, I'm in, I'm in America. And get their cheeks clapped. And go, yeah, Germans too. Germans go in that category. Aryan, Viking. Those women are not as crazy with their monogamy. Not as selfish with their body. They kind of just... You know, uh, Natasha's too. Natasha's too. Uh, essentially barbarian women. Barbarian women. But a lot of people don't know that. They don't really do like, they're like, it was just a love affair. And they go back to their guy like, you know, I just got to get salami down real quick. 
Yep, they nasty. They lick everything. Let me stop. This is a family <clears> show. <throat> but I know this for a fact. I've been with several European women, and they're laissez-faire with their affairs there. They're laissez-faire. They're not like American women when it comes to this. Oh, okay, I've known you for two weeks. You're mine. <laughs> right, it's crazy. But I love it, though. I love it. When they travel, well, American women do this, too. But they're a little less. <laughs> All right, I love it. I love them, too. And they, they, they're adventurous. They're adventurous. Cave people, yes. All right, barbarian chicks. All right, anyway, ninjas is booking a flight to Europe right now. He said the Visigoth chicks. Yeah, you know, the, the Caucasus Mountain chicks. Shout out to them. But you know, well, let me stop right there. Just a family show. <laughs> JC says, the poor man fights wars, the rich man profits. Indeed. All right, Joshua Moon says, ninjas, ninja bish, get a yob. Tell her to get a yob. All right, anyway, shout out to DJ B Fit says, picked up on Adam's Raiders jersey this weekend. All right, he says, you picked one up, picked up and Adam's. You mean Adam's, Devontae, or me? No, nah, you got a Devontae Adam's Ra- Raiders jersey this weekend, not because of Devontae, but in commemorative of you, Coach. The king of the dark side, free agent lifestyle for life. I messed it up, but I got it. I got it. And Mad Songs is right. They do have a lot of STDs. Um, if you look up, um, thank you, brother, for that, by the way. But if you look up Iceland and STDs, they have a small population of women. They're a little laissez-faire with their affairs and whatnot. They be in these streets. All right, them girls are in them streets, them big Viking broads from Iceland. But their STI rate is high. Like, it's super-duper high. So watch out for it. And they just keep it moving with they stuff leaking. <laughs> All right. So watch out for that. You will catch some herp dirt. You will catch something. Let me let me just show you as a fact here. I'll just show you as a fact. Uh, I'll, I'll show you a couple of headlines here. I'm just here to educate, and this is a family show. Uh-oh. Okay, my, okay. What's going on with my internet? What's going on with my internet? Here it is, though. That's Iceland. It says uh, syphilis and gonorrhea on the rise in Iceland. And they were talking about some... It says right here, as in the previous year, males make up the majority of the diagnosed about 91% and just under of those who tested positive were Icelandic nationals. A total of 68 cases were confirmed in the same period with 69% of them being male, 81% of gonorrhea patients being Icelandic nationals. Chlamydia, it says right here, remains the most frequently diagnosed STD in Iceland. And uh, it says right here, women make up about 56% of those infected. So when you go over it, the thing is, I'm trying to be nice, but they be. Anyway, <clears throat> it's a family show. It's a family show. Let's go back, ninja. They be that. Them Vikings be slanging. Them Viking ninjas be slanging. All right, let me get back. Shout out to the regular dude. I said that last week. My mama got loans. It says right here. I think, well, I think you said gotta. All right. Oh, I see what you're saying now. Thank you for the typo. He says, I said that last week. My mama got loans soon as I turned 18. Sheesh. Man, I don't know if my mama ever did me that, but I've never seen it on my credit report. Carrot Juice Podcast, Coach. You are the hardest working man on YouTube. You're an inspiration. And keep being authentically you, sir. 
Also, how about this Lion, Detroit Lion football team? Shout out to them, the Cowardly Lions coming through, beating the Chargers. I think they're for real. Last two, just a note, we'll be opening a Vines LLC location in the United Kingdom. Shout out to you, man. Hey, and they need it. JC, in the future, rappers going to be like, you ain't a debt, baby. I was three years old with a repossessed Hellcat on my credit, son. Indeed. Shout out to them bragging about the struggle. Speaking of struggle, Straggle and Sniggle Theater. Hey, ride with me if you ride with me. You can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the five sticky. Come get high with me. That's a deal, right? Straggle and Sniggle Theater, uh, we're back. I had another segment, but I think I might skip it. Uh, but uh, let's jump on this one. You guys know me. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna keep nailing this mental health thing into the ground. As much as you try to use it as a sword, I'm going to nail it into the ground. And this guy's going to talk about, he's a comedian. Uh, let me see if I can find his name. Uh, it just says Chocolate Sundays. I don't know what his name is. Oh, his name is Sidney Castillo. He might be a Puerto Rican. All right. Uh, Sidney Castillo is going to say mental health is real. I get it. All right. Let's play the clip. Health is real. I get it. But that shit's still annoying. You ever talk to somebody that want to off themselves? Off your day? <laughs> you ever had that happen? I get sick. I talk to you. I don't even want to. I don't even want to. I don't even want to. I'm like, dog, the game on, bro. <laughs> what the f you on, bro? You can't wait two more quarters to off yourself. <laughs> Selfish as shit, bro. <laughs> don't get the wrong message. I don't want you to kill yourself. No, no. But don't keep telling people you're going to do it either. <laughs> That's equally annoying. Every week. Uh, I feel like you're killing me now. See, now, see, that's the point. That's the point. It's not that I don't think it's, you're not going through it. I'm, it's not that I don't think you're not going through it. It's that that pisses me off. <laughs> I'm with him on that one. Let me give him a win on that one. I'm with him. Ninja, keep that shit to yourself, Ninja. That sound like your problem, Ninja. Like, I ain't got no time for that shit. Every day, I'm going to do this, Ninja. Man, man, I'm actually having a good day out here, Ninja. Raiders won this weekend. Ninja had the junior college lined up on schedule. They delivered right to my door, hot and ready. And Ninja, you want to come up? It's real. I feel bad every day. It's a cloud over my head. I'm thinking of deleting myself, too. Ninja, oh, Ninja. Ninja, go somewhere with that. Go somewhere. I'm always saying that. Go somewhere with that, Ninja. I ain't got no time for this shit. But, Coach, you got to believe me. Ninja, get out my way. <laughs> That's my whole point about the whole thing. Ninjas want me to believe this and ruining my damn day. <laughs> All right, anyway. I'm going to play it again for you ninjas in the back. Did you go take that shit to the stove, please? Mental health is real. I get it. But that shit's still annoying. You ever talk to somebody that want to off themselves off your day? <laughs> you ever had that happen? I get sick. I talk to you. I don't even want to. I don't even want to. I don't even want to. I'm like, dog, the game on, bro. <laughs> what the f you on, bro? You can't wait two more quarters to off yourself. Selfish as shit, bro. Don't get the wrong message. I don't want you to kill yourself. No, no. 
but don't keep telling people you're going to do it either. Now, that that is the big one. That that right there. Ninja, I'm going to do Ninja. Okay, am, am I going to help you or not? Can I help you not do it? Like, what you want me to do? Like, come on, man. Go take that shit somewhere else, Ninja. That's something I can't control. It's out of my hands, Ninja. It's out of my hands. It's out of my hands. Really, you just trying to beg me to pay attention to your ass, Ninja. It's out of my hands. You still threatening me to do it. Like, come on, fam. And Ninja would be like, well, family members, Ninja, look, am I going to stop you from doing it? Like what? Every day I got to wake up with you like this. I'm going to do Okay, fuck it. Fuck it. I'm out. <laughs> All right. I'm out. Uh, I'll wait. All right. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I'll wait and figure that shit out. And if it does, I couldn't control it anyway. Ninja ain't going to feel bad. Straggle Sniggle Theater. We have a Undertaker looking straggle or Sniggle. Undertaker looking Sniggle here who has a normie joke. All right. Here we go. Are you heading to the store? Yeah. Why don't you pick up some of those pills that'll help you get it up? Oh, okay. Yeah. Back from the store? Yep, there you go. But these are diet pills. Exactly. Are you heading to the store? Man, damn. Shout out to him. I love that one. All right, so as you heard it here, you might have missed it. He's a married guy, and uh, he's an older guy. Of course, wife said, why don't you go pick up some Niagara? Why don't you go pick up Cialis? Go on and pick up some pills that'll help you keep it up. And he said, I'll definitely do that. <laughs> but he said, <laughs> I'll play it again. You got to listen, man. He got her, man. He got her real good. He got her here. Gotcha, bitch. All right, let's play it again. Yeah. Why don't you pick up some of those pills that'll help you get it up? Oh, okay. Yeah. Back from the store? Yep, there you go. But these are diet pills. Exactly. Ah, yeah, get them, dog, get them. <laughs> them the pills that I need to keep it up, bitch. As a matter of fact, can you subtract 35 years off your age out there? Damn, he hit her with the, yo, man, be gentle. Gotcha, bitch. Now she gonna be crying. She going to be crying. Oh, it's don't make it about me. Let me just say this because I know Leslie Jones. I cannot talk about her, but I know people are talking about her. She a little too donkey in the face for me to be talking about. All right. But apparently she talking about how she throwing peace leave around and then just can't keep it up. And I'm like, Ninja, who do you think is the problem here? Who is the common denominator? <laughs> Leslie Jones like I got guys. They come in and they go softy on me. Well. Take a look in the mirror. Why they going softy on you? Ninja, even, listen, here's the thing about this. Most guys will get aroused by just about anything. This is scientifically proven. You can see this. Now, whether he stays aroused is a whole nother thing. Like, I'm ready to enter into the, I'm ready, I'm ready to go in there. But then once I go in there and realize what I done done to myself, I'm like, boy, I'm a low life. And then I will definitely go down. I'll be like, I'll be like, sheesh. Once I see the hair around your booty, I'll be like, oh, my goodness. I see the hairy back. I see your, your butt cheeks shaped like a heart. Instead of having some rounds, I see the dimples in the booty. I see the pimples all on your back. I start seeing moles on your area. I start looking at things, and, yeah, it's going to go south. It ain't my fault. I was just a horny old dog, and I should have acknowledged the fact that I was just horny. But now I done went down softy. You throwing me off. You trying to do too much. Let me let me just finish this up. I'm trying to help you get your nut and you just sitting there. All right. 
You just sitting there trying to scream and hurry up and do this and grabbing me and doing all. I'm like, I can't even get my fix. Let me just finish up. Let me finish up before, before I go down. And then I don't go down. Now I'm looking at it. It's just crazy. Then don't let me look at your pit bull face. I'm like, oh, man, what am I doing to myself? Then I look at your face. I smell your breath. All right, look at the gap to smile. I start looking at things like I'm really down bad. All right, the funk of 40,000 years starts spreading across the room. Yeah, Ninja, I'm going to definitely be. <laughs> I'm going to definitely be feeling bad about myself. All right, so um, it's pretty obvious. But also, ladies, y'all got to help yourself. And But we got to do better in discerning and have more, have more discipline about ourselves. Not everybody's uh, worthy of entering. They're not. Unless you're just going to go quick. And then she be trying to talk afterwards, talk before, lean you on. Let me just finish up real quick. All right, so ladies, not every time. And guys, guys are going to go down regardless. I mean, they're going to go down regardless. Because <laughs> you really ain't doing what it is right there. But there he goes right there. Shout out to him. All right, speaking of going down. All right, this woman right here, this man says, I wish my girl looked like, and I told you about this. I wish my girl Look like the my girlfriend on Instagram. I wish my girl looked like my girlfriend on Instagram. Here we go. See, this is what Instagram get. They get the best of her. I guess I get the beast of her. Daniel, stop playing. Like, girl. Wait, where's she at? Oh, the Damn. humanity. <laughs> Need your head done. <laughs> All right, and so I acknowledge this right here as a common couple issue. Your girlfriend and wife, when you move in with her, for you guys, when you move in with her, she is not going to look like anything she looked like when you were dating her, how you see her on Facebook, how you see her when she goes to work. You're going to see that only 5% of your uh, relationship life, 5% of your marriage life. She's going to dress up for the following occasions. Work social media, and to go out with her friends and to be with her family. She's going to curl her hair. She's going to dress. She's going to put glitter all on her titties. All right, she's going to brush her teeth. She's going to teeth whiten. All right, um, she's going to have a good attire, titty pushed up. All right, she's going to try to lose weight and she's going on vacation. Ninja, you get the broke down version of her. You get the comfortable version of her. You get the non-manicure, rusty-ass heel version of her. You get the no bra on, titty sagging version of her. All right, you get the bad, hot breath, booty hole stinking version of her. Okay, you get the peace leave in the air. You get the prickly legs. You get the prickly legs, hairy armpit version of her. All right, <laughs> that's what you get. All right, that's what you get. Forget that. Forget what you see on Instagram. What you, and I don't care how fine she is. I pulled up women that are fine as hell on Instagram. And then, but remember the one girl, I think her name was Danny Lay, Danny Lee. She was the baby's girlfriend. And then there was a picture of her. Let me see if I can pull her up. Yeah, Danny Lee, Danny Lay. Let me see. Then there was a picture of her arguing with the baby. And then we showed you the picture. And it, dude, let me see here. The baby, it's Danny Lee, the baby arguing. The picture of her arguing with Danny, with Danny Lay versus the picture of her on Instagram was night and day. But I say this to men because you don't you don't expect this. You get the booty short version of her. You don't get you don't let me see I found the picture here. Here's here's a photo. 
this is a classic example. You're not going to get the IG version of her. That's why I have a nobody policy. Danny Lee. And she's a pretty girl. But guys, you didn't get with her for that hot breath version of her. So this is the woman here. This is the woman here, Danny Lee, right there. All right, you see her right there. This is the Instagram version of her. Now, I'm going to show you the regular version of her. All right, you see her in the back? See her in the background? That's what, that's what you're going to get when you move in. When you move in, you get the booty crumbs version of her. You get the no shower from Friday afternoon to Monday morning version of her. You get the, you get the titties out, out. You get the side titty in the tank top version of her. Let's go back. There she is right here. Okay, that's where she is right here. Yeah, they get dressed up for the gym too. I'm going to put my cute outfit. Then that's her right there. You get the eye, eye burgers in the crumb version of her. A crumb eye burgers in the corner of her. That's what you get. So even if I don't care if she a baddie, that's what you get. You get the master splinter. That's what you get. So a lot of guys don't anticipate this. They don't. They don't see it coming. Now, I've been lived with many women in my lives. I know it as a reality. And I don't put women down for it. I'm just telling you, it's what it's what you're going to get. <laughs> it's what you're going to get. So he's experiencing this now. He's like, dang, you bad on IG, but you sure is comfortable around me. See, this is what Instagram get. They get the best of her. I guess I get the beast of her. Daniel, stop playing. Like, girl, wait, where's she at? Damn. <laughs> wow. And uh, listen, uh, you know, women are like, that's not right. Well, this is why men are not comfortable with women, their girlfriend having social media, because then she gets to market herself to other men on social media and then get attention and money potentially off of it and then upgrade, level up, level up while she's with you looking like that. The wildebeest. She's looking like a wildebeest right there. Okay. Now, what I've also told you is no woman is out of your league. Now, there might be out of your price range, but no woman is out of your league. So this is why I believe this, once you get to a certain level of uh, society, you could have you a Danny Lee. It's pretty simple. You could have it, and then you can figure out if it's worth it. But guys that have relationships with Danny Lee want this version of her. That's what they want 24-7. Instead, you get this. And, of course, I will say she just had a child in the, in the picture here. But that's regardless. It don't matter if you just had a kid or you just had a whole bag of hot Cheetos in a drop in a pickle. All right. It don't matter. That's what he got her. That's that's what she looks like normally when they're at the house. And of course, that's what he looks like, too, with a hood on. So no woman is really a 10 or a nine. If she is, she's monetized. Eights are basically manufactured. Sevens are as well. Women work up for most women are fives, maybe sixes. Most women are five, maybe sixes. There is a rare exception that would be in the eight. It's a rare exception. Most of them, you work up. She dresses up to an eight, nine, or a 10. All right, it's a rare exception, and it's a small crowd. So with that being said, guys that say they're getting baddies, remember, I told you here first, if you're getting baddies, after you're done with her, she's going to be looking like this. This is why I have a no-body policy. All right, she's going to be looking like this. And you're going to be like, but coach, I get baddies. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Both women. All right. Somebody said, fix my caption. What caption? Is there a typo? It don't matter. All right. What, what caption? 
All right. So anyway, we should be on Straggle and Sniggle. Is that what you were talking about? All right. We'll be on Straggle and Sniggle Theater here. All right. Uh, anyway, I could do that after the show. All right. Uh, next Straggle and Sniggle Theater is going to be these women right here. Uh-oh. Shout out to. All right. Shout out to the 50-year-old Soggies out here. Woo-wee. Look at these gals right here. Boy, these girls have mud shark and fun and orgy written all over them. Trying. All right, they got drinks in hands. All right, check this out. Boy, they ready to go. You know that. All right, so let's see what they have to say, gentlemen. Here we go right here. 50th birthday. What advice for me do you have as a 20-year-old? Do not get knocked up. Oh, for my God, sure. don't do it. You're so young. Don't get married. Don't have kids. You got to do some shit. Shit should I do? Everything. Sleep with every female you know. Yes, that's the key. Hump everyone. Uh-huh. Hump everyone. Yeah, I'm not kidding. Hump everyone. Because when you're married, you can't do that anymore. And then you're humping one person forever. Oh it's not God, fun. It's like a fucking nightmare. It's not bad. You find it's like just, I'm not gonna lie, it's the same fucking dick for fucking 40 years. Mm. You're kidding me. Damn. Am I wrong? Is it true? It's true. I mean, yeah, I, in theory, yes, that is true. Yeah, you don't want to do that, do you? Out. you know it's what? horrible. No man should have a child until they're 35 anyway. Do you have a child, though? No, you should you still? Who wants to, like, just hump one person? Do you? You never do. No. Who do you hump? Do you still like them? Hump, 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 and... I'm telling you, man. Hey, listen. And the funny thing is, remember, I want you to remember, and uh, people won't understand this. These are the women who be divorcing you. (laughs) So let me just say this. These are the women who divorce you. So what happens is this. They go through this phase. Remember, I say women, they lose interest in monogamous sex first. They cheat more. I've been telling you this for a long time. They just don't see it coming. They cheat more because they have just more opportunity. They think you cheat more, ninja. You got to work up to cheating. Like, you got to be a guy, like Chris Rock said, you're only as faithful as your options. Now, they're not lying, but the fact is they're already 20 years married in, 25 years in. They're stuck, and then this is what they arrive at later. And here's the thing. Uh, Older women are, their sexual inhibitions lower. People say they hit their sexual peak. Now, their sexual peak is not their attractive peak, but they hit us. They hit a place where they're not as inhibited. Their inhibitions are lower with sex. I don't think their 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 interest in it rises and they become more horny. I just think their inhibitions lower. Like before, a woman would be like, "Well, show me something and buy me a burger, take me on a date, take me on Cheesecake Factory. I'm gonna get pregnant. I'm gonna lose my reputation. Um, I'm I know my worth. I still have value. I'm not just gonna sleep with anybody. Right? They have to be guarded about what they do." Once they get married and divorce and or hit 40, their inhibitions lower, meaning there's less constraints. They're more interested. They've actually had many, many partners. They don't care. They've already had, they've already had syphilis and gonorrhea and they cured it. So they're not worried about all of these things that a young woman's worried about. Once they get older, they can just not think about it as much and they can just be open freely. Nobody's going to judge them and call them a whore or a skeezer. At 22, 24, yeah, they'll lose their whole reputation. At 40, 50? That's all gone. So their inhibitions lower. The things that would prevent them from doing it lower, and they're just, will throw it around. Now, the thing is, you'll be married to this woman, and then she'll bait and switch you, and then she's talking like that. Also, what happens is your interest in sex wanes, especially with the same person. So he's, she's giving him good advice, but she's giving him advice like she's basically breaking that guy down. He's too young. 
he's going to say, what about love? And she's going to be like, what love? Well, the thing is, she's 50. And that guy's like 21. And he's like, <laughs> he's living that. Oh, the humanity. He's sitting at these women like, whoa. Now, these women that had orgies, they were swingers, they cheated on their husbands, so they don't really give a damn no more. And um, But that other guy's like, he's, he's messed up because women in this age group are like, I hope you don't have a body count over three. And then he's listening to these two mastodons going crazy. <laughs> right? So interesting concept there. And them women was letting them have it, but of course, Ashley was not bad advice. Let me see how many straggle and sniggles I have coming up here. I got two more. Straggle and sniggle theater, apparently, if I can interpret from this data. Data shows that fatality rates from residential fires are nearly twice the national average among black communities. Oh, man. And there's always the black community losing. Apparently, from what I'm hearing is, the black community has more, twice as many residential fires than the other communities, non-black, I would assume. And there could be a reason why, and I'll do some investigation. What could be the reason that there be, oh, oh, I, oh, let me, I, oh, I see. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Oh. Oh, the international, not the black national anthem. Oh, Jose, can you? Oh, there it is. The Negro national anthem. Yes, uh, that'll do it every time. And that could possibly be why there might be twice the national average among black communities of residential fires. The 12-volt battery could possibly be it in Ninja. I didn't say it. <laughs> I didn't say it. <laughs> That could be why people don't know their house is on fire. You know, your battery's not working. It's trying to tell you, chirp. <laughs> just. Oh, man. That wasn't my house, by the way. Ninja is just what we were doing here. Oh, my Lord. Ninjas is just crazy with this one. Last one. Apparently in Oaktown, somebody wanted to get. All right, somebody wanted to get uh, at an ATM, and Oakland is down bad. Boy, they went crazy with it. Let's go ahead and see what the backhoe can do. Uh, there's somebody here working at a gas station behind the screen, and uh, there it is right there. Uh, somebody took the backhoe out, and, man, the desperation. Oh, no, what are we doing here, man? Oh, man, they tried to get. Wait a minute. You didn't see this coming? I cannot believe you didn't see a backhoe coming through the screen. This got to be a skit. All right. This got to be an inside job. You didn't see a backhoe coming in. You on your cell phone. I think they Wow. Oh, there he is. There they are right there. Oh, no. This is crazy, man. Ninjas is really, really desperate out here. They got to chill. Hey, yo, chill, son. Oh. Hey, yo. I mean, how did he not see the backhoe coming through the window? I guess they're going to rip the ATM out of the car. Look, you didn't see that coming through your window. What was you thinking? Look at this ninja, boy. Okay, check his certifications out here. Yeah, I don't think that's going to be good. Look, how did, how did he not see 
maybe he didn't think it would be coming through the window like this. But Ninja, times are tough out here. Ninja got to get some money. I got money. We got to get some money out here, man. Oakland, man. <laughs> East Oakland. All right, shout out to the O-A-K-L-A-N-D. Woof, it's bad out there, man. Anyway, that's Straggle and Sniggle Theater. Hey. With me, if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the five sticky. Come get high with me, that's a deal, right? Was he was he sleeping? All right, I guess he was sleeping anyway. Let me get to some super chats and we'll keep it going on. There shouldn't be many, so we can keep the show going, I believe. Shout out to um Matt Monstro, and he says nothing. Shout out to you, Catfish Tales. My sniggle fee is way overdue. Shout out to my favorite African-American out here. Uh, look at my African-American over yeah. here. Look at him. Are you the greatest? You know what yeah. I'm talking about? Shout out to Catfish Tail. Shout out to MC Hamster. Gym date is a way to sneak a peek of her moved in look. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Um, yeah, it could be. Yeah, it's, it is what it is. And of course, I know the women are like, we can't look sexy all the time. Well, this is why I pick plain Jane's. I pick plain Jane's because I already know what you look like when you about to wake up. I mean, you're going to look slightly uglier when you wake up, but at least a plain Jane ain't going to go from seven to three, right? A plain Jane going to go to six to five, five to four. Mm. And I'll be like, not much different than what you look like. I didn't see, <laughs> right? But you see a woman and she all hyped up on an eight or a seven train. She done worked up to a seven and she go all the way down to a four. That could be shocking. That's why I like the girl next door. All right, forget all that sexy stuff. If I want a sexy woman, I'll just take her just arm candy. Arm candy ass. I know not a lot of people agree with me, but it is what it is. Cody Draper, why do women want to control the narrative? Plus, the only way to correct society is to operate on fact, not emotions. They do want to control the narrative, and um, we're going to talk about that later on uh, because there. anytime a guy brings up something, well, that goes both ways. Just pay attention. We're trying to teach you. They're just non-teachable. Remember, there's always a bad batch of gremlins. Every gremlin had a bad batch. Even the Mogwai and the, you know what I mean? Ninja was a good gremlin. He was a good Mogwai. All right, but then you had these other Mogwais, and they was bad as hell. And they always a bad batch. That's why I tell you to stop procreating with these people and let them die. Uh, Sir Isaac Newton, whoever came up with the... uh. The uh, it wasn't Sir Isaac Newton. It was um, anyway, whatever his name is, I can't think of his name. All right, but the uh, the theory of evolution. What was his name? Charles Darwin. He was on to something. He wasn't all the way right. He was kind of crazy. He was a eugenist, possibly a racist, and he was on the coca. That ninja was on the coca like a mother sucker. So I'll give him that. But the survival of the fittest and gene selection and natural selection be on point. He was right on that shit. All right, that coca was hidden. <laughs> All right, that coca was hidden. The ninja was up, and he went a little bit left on some things that I'd be like, "All right, chill, ninja, chill with that shit." Chill, 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 but natural selection, survival of the fittest. You know what I mean? These rules are certainly true, and the reason why, the reason why, it's true, is because I'll say this nicely. Let me say this nicely. We let too many weak people. Now, let me stop. We keep in too many weak people and too many people are 
procreating that should not be selected. Mm. <laughs> I mean, we let in natural selection. We not letting the rules of society just play that shit out. Like Ninja, if you too dumb to not know how to run out in the street and get hit by a car. All right. You got to helicopter your kids. Don't go out there. Well, maybe, you know what I mean? Maybe. Mm. We let too many people go. You know, ninjas, ninjas be letting all these people with bad DNA, bad genetics, diabetes, all kind of disease, and you be sticking your prick in them and procreating. They should not be procreated with. You got to let them weed them out. Weed them out. It's kind of like, and I'll be nice. Shout out to all my animal lovers. But you know, they don't let bad animals live. They just be like, well, like every, every, uh, what do they call it? A place where you buy dog. Well, you can go get a dog and save a dog. They'll have dogs. The dog be going crazy. Nobody wants to buy the dog. They put the dog down. They like, we just can't have, just can't have all this around here. There was a place that had uh, rhinos. I guess somebody brought some rhinos in. I don't know where. But now the rhinos done went crazy and bred everything. Now they can't get rid of the rhinos. And if they let the problem persist, then the rhinos are going to overpopulate and mess up the entire environment. Right? And so now they have to figure out, what are we going to do with this rhino problem? They're going to have to sterilize rhinos, <laughs> capture, delete rhinos. Right? They're going to have to turn... Like, yeah, animal shelter. They really be like, we got to control this problem or else it's going to be a problem. But look at the Martin Luther King community. You be seeing some crazy-ish around here. And the reason why is you let bad behavior procreate. All right? And all to get your little Johnson, your little prick, your little whistle wet. So you guys got to realize it. This is what happens. Y'all ninjas be like this. All right, this is what happens here. How your baby mama walk in the courtroom getting ready to ask for more child support. Oh, it was hippos. Yeah, it was Pablo Escobar. Yeah, that's who it was. It was hippos, not rhinos. The hippos in Colombia is the problem. I think Pablo Escobar brought in the hippos. He brought in two hippos, and now there's hundreds of hippos. All right, so anyway. Uh, here it is right here. <laughs> ninjas be procreating with this. Like, ninjas really be shooting up the club. Like, let's just be really like, but, and then be like, these women don't know how to act. And I'm like, is it really like they, I, I, my, my thing is, do they not know how to act or, or did, like, when did they not know how to act? I just, my question, just, I posed this question. Were they already acting funny before you procreated with them or were they, did they start acting funny after you nutting in them? Mm. Like, we should have let her go get bun bundles and bundles of, of Dunkin' Donut swirl peppermint swirls. <laughs> right? And they just get drunk and weed it. Oh, man, I smoke weed all my life. Ain't no problem with that. Well, guess what happens when you smoke weed and drink Hennessy all the time? You're going to shoot up the club. So it does have an adverse effect. It does have side effects. Oh, it doesn't have no side effects, coach. I'm in the best shape of my life. And this your baby mama. Mm. Well, listen, though. No, I listen. Sometimes we got to. I know, man. We want to feel good. Did you, if you turn the lights off, it's all there. I know you nasty boys. 
Oh, that's nasty. I know you nasty boys. It, you know, it's worth a pound. She can get it pounded. <laughs> After you bust, you're going to hate yourself. But it is what it is. Shout out to Q Time with the support in the building. I'm Showing support, coach. Catching up on your streams. I'm grinding hard. Call ha- car hauling 14 hours a day. We'll be joining the money mindset. Shout out to you. Charles Bron, coach, not trying to be a simp, but I love me some Nessie. She was nice. Is that the woman in Miami? Yeah, I think that's her. I think we fell out. We were, I think that was her. We were, we were friends and then we weren't. All right. Anyway, uh, shout out to her. Anyway, she was a friend and a supporter and a fan of CGA. But of course, you know, people move on in life. I think that's who that was. Or if that the Loch Ness Monster. All right, here we go right here. Uh, let's see here. Let me check over here, too. I'm going to check over here before we get it going. Ninjas hit anything, for sure. Ninjas hit anything. Here's the thing about ninjas that hit anything. Not only do they hit anything, they be bragging about hitting it, too. <laughs> right? That's the thing I'll be laughing at, that I try to get you to understand. Ninjas be bragging about it, too. Oh, ninja, you ain't out here. And by the way, I have a skit that I'm going to talk about that shows this. Matter of fact, let me see if I can put it up. Because this is a show, and it's a family show. But uh, let me see if I can pull it up. Oh, the thing is, it's going to be hard for me to find. It's going to be too hard for me to find. But there's a skit going around now, and uh, it's basically a pookie skit. And uh, it's kind of going viral, and people are doing uh, renditions of it. Let me see if I can find it real quick. And I'm like, not only, okay, Ninja, you know, the down bad women I hit, I keep that shit on the low. All right, I don't be out here. I'll get more ass in the toilet seat. Ninja, my mouthpiece, and I'll be like, mm, oh, I think this is it. Let me see if it pops up. Is it the life of a bachelor? Uh, Nope, that's not it. Okay, hold on for a second. I got to, okay, yeah, I found it. I found it. All right, I'm going to share it with you because this is what I talk about. I'm like, listen, we all can get some, and we all get some. The thing is, we don't brag about some of the conquests. So this is the ninja skit. You see this? Life of a Bachelor. Let me see. Oh, I can't play the music, so you got to watch it. All right. Um, I'll play it in full and then break it down. All right. So, all right. There he is. Stop by my cougar's house. Cougars wake up early. Okay. Here he come out with the towel. 27 minutes later, clap the cheeks, and then he's on to the next. Okay. Amazon warehouse chick. Catch her before work. All right. This is what, what happens here. And uh, 19 minutes later, okay, he's, he's coming out uh, with the itchy scratchy out of town chick in town on business all right and what you don't see is the the looks of these women you don't see the looks 38 minutes later you don't see what none of these women look like they're not all baddies these are some slump busters and uh my bb there you go my bbw right there my bbw with gfwp i don't know what that is an hour and some change later so he went in on the bbw he liked the bbw all right and so he's about to leave here all right, and uh, there he is right there. And they're just showing his teeth. Here. Niggas always gotta show they teeth. All right, and I think there might have been more on that one right there. So uh, there you go right there. And then he tries to get him a baddie, right? I'm gonna go get me a baddie. Okay, so there it is right there. And this is what I'm talking about. This is the stuff I'm talking about. Listen, I'm not, a sh- I'm not, I'm not like sad that he lives this life. Uh, we've all done this. I've all done this. And I said, I gotta be better. <laughs> Nobody's jealous. Ninja, I, we've all been there. 
Ninja, at some particular point, just know that all of these women are ugly. All of these women are buck tooth, knock knee, cock eye, wide nose, wide hip. All right. All right. The dark, the dark meat in between their thighs, fat, mm. ugly. All right. It is what it is. None of these women are top dimes, nothing. So that's the that's the point we're talking about. And then one of these women gonna get knocked up, and then he gonna be in child support. And then all of a sudden he be like, "Man, my baby mama tripping, coach. My baby mama tripping." And there she is, right there. There she is. <laughs> there's there's one of the bitches. And then all of a sudden she's the one that has your child. Crazy. But this is this is ninja. This is what ninjas do. All right. This is what we we are known to do. This. That's the one who gets knocked up. Kaylin. Kaylin says, Coach, what are the chances we'll see a homeless chick only fans if we haven't already? There probably is one. But the way it works is you're not going to be homeless for very long, right? If you have one and it gets popping, you're not going to have one for very long. So you can definitely get shelter if you start popping off. Uh, let's see here. But habits are habits. No government name. I shy. I think I got you already. I got you. <laughs> and then we got two more, and it's ready to rock and roll back onto the show. Loud Pockets. He says, off topic, uh, but will you be watching Iron Claw, a movie of WWF's Carrie Bond, Eric, and his brothers? I kind of know the story, so I don't know how much I need to see another about it. But uh, I, I'm sure I'll probably watch it at some point, not not right away. Shout out to Dennis J in the building. He says, great show as ever, Coach. I think you mean, I want to say the greatest show as ever, show, Coach. Shout out to you. I learned a lot from you. Furthermore, I love your books. Shout out to you. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And thank you for joining me over here. And let's get back to the show. <laughs> All right, here we go. Actually, there was a woman that was on YouTube. She was a scammer. She got pointed out as a scammer, but she was homeless. And then she started making that YouTube money. And I don't know if she's homeless anymore. Anyway, have you noticed feminism flopping? I already said feminism is dead. It has no teeth. But uh, we're seeing more and more situations where it's flopping. Namely, this one right here, the Jezebel. There was a website. It's been around for almost a decade and a half. The pioneering feminist website will be shut down. Uh-oh, say it ain't so. Say it ain't so. Oh, man. Women don't support other women, I see. Here it is right here. Citing economic headwinds rattling our business, Jim Spanfeller. All right, Jim. The chief executive of Jezebel's parent company, Geo Media, announced the suspension of the publication and staff layoffs. Uh-oh, man, not staff layoffs. Why do I have to work? I am sexy. I am sexy. It published feminist commentary and articles focusing on issues that affect women. It's shutting down after 16 years, and it says the parent company is now here shutting down the site, laying off its staff, citing economic headwinds and shifting audience priorities. Uh, they're just going to start going to debauchery. Uh, feminism and it, to a greater extent the old feminism the feminism that most men hate it's dead it's dead it, it's dead i mean that like and and really gen z don't care about it like that all right gen z is asking asking why why did why are we working 
All right, there's another woman that I had a skit on earlier that I was going to play. Um, but Gen Z women are asking, why do we choose to work? They're like, what are we doing? <laughs> so some of these issues, I'm going to play the video of the, the Gen Z woman saying, why do we have to work again? Here, here's the woman right here. All right, so this is a Gen Z woman here, and this is supposed to be a joke, but it's, it's real. Ladies, what have we done? So I have been working all day today, and honestly, I can't believe that we as women fought to work. Ladies, what have we done? <laughs> so there you go right there. So Gen Z women are more prone to believe this. They're like, wait a minute. <laughs> we want work-life balance. What the hell all this hustle culture shit? What is it? We talking about gender pay gap. All right, what, what are we talking about careers? Focusing on what? Like what? So I could focus on my career. They're like, yo. <laughs> they like, what are we doing, ma'am? And so now you're seeing a shifting audience of philosophies where the Gen Z women are not biting, they're not buying in to old feminist propaganda. And I actually experienced this with my daughter, all right? My daughter used to even say, I remember my daughter and her friend, I was giving them a ride home from school. And she said, and her, her friend, they were like, oh, we hate this teacher. It was a female teacher. And they were like, oh man, we can't stand her. And then they were like, oh, she's one of them old feminists. <laughs> and they were dissing her. They were dissing her. Now, they weren't dissing everything about feminism, but they were just like, oh, she one of these old feminists. And they was like, oh, man, she be wilding, try to get us to believe all her stuff. And they were in the ninth, think ninth or 10th grade, maybe like 10th grade. I think the girl might have been in 11th grade, her friend that I was riding home. But they were like, <laughs> so you're seeing now there's no need for some of these goofy articles because all it looks like is they're complaining. But now. Y'all got to go to work, bitch. All right. Why do I have to work? I am sexy. Hey, there's no I going back sexy. now, man. There's no going back. So now what they're doing is Delulu is the Salulu and work-life balance. Now we don't want to work as hard. <laughs> it's crazy. Next story here. Did you guys know that there was a Captain Marvel movie out this weekend? Yeah, man. That was a Captain Movie Marvel out. What's up, nigga? What's up for Captain, the weekend, nigga? A Captain Marvel movie. He says, so there's hope. No, nah, there's no hope, Ninja. We're we going to live the aftershock. So here it is right here. The Marvels, well, the women, the Gen Z women just going to sell puss or, you know, they just going to sell themselves or be lazy. So there's no hope, Ninja. Captain Marvel. There was a movie called The Marvels, and uh, it, there it is right there. Everybody remember Captain Marvel and this woman, D. Uh, Brie Olsen, I believe her name is. She kind of pissed off the Marvelverse, and, yeah, you know, she said, you know, 40-year-old virgin incels don't want to see the movie because it features a woman, which is false. There are some women in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that are uh, that are doing well. Uh, Black Widow was a great movie. It did well. All right, or the series did well. Um, there's some other characters that are female that are highly regarded. All right, pe- well, I can't even name them. Don't, don't give me the name of them. I'm a normie when it comes to this. But this weekend... This weekend, they had an all-female action superhero movie, which is essentially Captain Marvel 2. And uh, what happened? Well, unfortunately, what happened was it was the worst MCU opening weekend of all time. Damn. That's what happened. Not, Not even a blonde woman could save the day all right and of course take a look at the poster i mean virtue signal much 
You got the Latino woman. You got the black woman. And I know people know these characters. You got the blonde. Oh, we can't just have a blonde woman. We have to have inclusion and representation. How about you make a good movie? How about you do that? How about you do that? How, do, how about you don't piss off your core audience? <laughs> like, what are we doing? Nobody even realized it. And I know there's a thousand of these Marvel movies. But the thing is, they then tried to push the feminine. Now, we want to be a part of it, too. Well, listen. They be bringing in characters for really no reason, but they'll be like, well, the comics had the, what is the purpose of this character? Like, can we do without it? Is it vital to the story? Probably not. Nope. But they pushed it and pushed it. They had her up there and she was like, I'm going to be the best of all time. And then it didn't work. And then they blame men for not doing it. But my question is, there's more women than men. So we got the Jezebel going down. Wouldn't you think women would support it? Nope. Nah. You got the WNBA going up in flames. Okay. Losing money. Hemorrhaging. Men don't support us. Wouldn't you think the women would support you? Nope. Nah. You got the Marvels. Captain Marvel 2. Essentially coming out. Futurist female. Wouldn't you think the women would rush to go see female superheroes? Nope. It ain't our fault. (laughs) All right. Why is it my fault? Why is it my fault? Then just give me a break. Nobody want to see this shit. Nobody asked for it. All right. But of course, ladies, support your women. Nope. <laughs> right? Support your women. It ain't that the men didn't go. The women didn't even go either. All right? It's crazy. They don't go to the, yeah, women don't go to the WNBA. They're like, men should support it. We are supporting it. We paying for money to go to the NBA games. And by virtue, that money goes to the WNBA. Mm. We are supporting it, paying $511 for tickets to go see goofy-ass teams get blown out. Some of you ninjas, Atlanta, Detroit, Charlotte, some of these teams, they never go win, but you paying top dollar to come see these teams play. And portion of that money goes to the WNBA. So men are supported. All right, so let's get back to the show here. Feminism flopping. Next subject matter. Dating apps are a crashing. I told you the story of Bumble CEO having to step down after the value of her company stock plummets 80%. Where is everybody going? Well, they're going to the junior college. I didn't try to tell you. They go into the junior college, and that's one of the reasons they're actually bringing that normie shit over there because they're like, there's high-value men over here. I deserve a high-value man. Well, get in line, baby. You're going to be a part of my harem. You're going to be a heart of my concubine. I'm high-value. I know my worth, and they come over here trying to pitch me. I'm like, you just going to be one of many. I'm looking for a monogamous, no strings attached. I can be on myself independent, but I need a little bit of money. I need a little bit of money, and I'll give you a little bit of this thing. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, she was forced out. She didn't resign. She got fired. Well, Match.com, look at this, ladies and gentlemen. Dating apps go bye-bye. Match.com, I believe they own Match, Tinder. They probably own, um, they own plenty of Cupid, fresh, plenty of fish. Plenty of funky fish. I think they own all of these goofy-ass sites that pretty much have been exposed. Some of them with a low percentage of, of women on them. Low percentage. Take a look at this, ladies and gentlemen. It's gone, man. Look, they, they, it's nobody's, nobody's. No, yeah, nobody's playing these games no more. No more. 
All right, everybody done figured it out. Ninjas got their pockets picked. Tinder desperately, and I reported on this, tried to have a 1% man, $500 a month, to get the best of Tinder. There's only 35% of American women on Tinder. I mean, I'm sorry, 35% of Tinder users are women, okay, compared to 65% of men. Some of these dating apps have fake profiles. Some of these dating apps have been sued for phishing men, keeping them interested by having um, their company employees have communication with men, even communication, and the, the communication falls off. But th- this is where it's going, guys. And, and, and trust me, I've been, done, I've been done predicted this long time ago, right? Mm. Men checking out. Men done gave up. They didn't try this for a long time. The day of the dating app is dead. Meaning that people still do it. People still hook up. People still, but, but it's gone. As a, as a means to mess around, it's gone. Um, there's just a new shift. And Generation Z is not on that. Generation Z is more prone to go on seeking arrangements and find something there and simultaneously try to double dip as a dating app as kind of like cheap entertainment. All right. But people don't realize it. We're resetting the marketplace. All you old people, 50 and up. Ninja, y'all going to be on Tinder and Bumble and all of y'all, y'all going to be over there. Similar to Facebook, when it was on its last leg, it did kind of recover. But the dating app marketplace, everybody's figured it out. It's gone bye-bye. Gone bye-bye. Anyway, good to see it. And it ain't coming back. All right, it ain't coming back. People found, they're finding new ways. So if you don't know want to know the new ways, I don't know what to tell you. Let's go into this main story right here, a sad, sad story, which I don't know where my headline is. Where's my headline? Oh, here it is right here. Sad story. Do women hate their kids? Do they hate them? I have a philosophy here that says the following. This is what it says. It says women hate their child's father more than they love their kids. This is going to be in the next segment because that's an important thing. And the way that we see this behavior manifested is we see women kind of have a breakdown. Motherhood is hard. It's hard on them. I don't believe in just saying something like postpartum depression or substance abuse or, you know, the stress of being a mother is enough of an excuse to do bad things. But let me just tell you, being a mother is difficult. Being a father is difficult. It's always been difficult. I think we're a little bit weaker in this. And so when you find women that are single mothers, that are new mothers, they're going to go through a very traumatic experience. Some people are going to just say, oh, you know, we've been doing this for hundreds of thousands of years. It should be normal. But what we don't have is a support system. So I'll be fair. Our support system is gone. We don't have, we rarely have people that help like a village, family members, sisters, older children, helping to raise the younger. And you know why? Because we're distracted. We move away. We pursue careers. We move away from our family. So then when people have children, they have meltdowns and there's no one there to help her. You can't just send your kids to Nana's. What is Nana doing? She out here. Getting train games ran on her. Train Nana out here in these streets. In these streets. Nana out here living her best life. Women are ever extended. Their grand their grandmothers out here getting their toes sucked. Grandmothers out here on OnlyFans. All right. Grandmama's out here like I'm going to get to the bag. Where's my OnlyFans granny? Yeah, there it is right there. All right. There it is right there. Grannies are like, uh-uh. I'm about to live my best life. 
So we have women that are living into their 40s, 50s, and 60s going to live their best life. They're like, I ain't got no time to help your ass. I, they need to go to the orgy. They got careers to focus on. They got human resource jobs and executive assistance jobs and all of these jobs. So I could focus on my career. So, you know, it's leaving these young women vulnerable. So let's take you to this sad story about La Llorona. La Llorona, a Kentucky mother shot and deleted her two sons. Damn, they were found covered in blood at the house. Damn, man. Yo, yo, by the way. Women are more likely than men to delete their children. Women are more likely than men to delete their children. Mothers are more likely than men to delete their children. Now, I'm going to touch on this point because this is a very important segment. I'm dealing with this. Celebrity men are dealing with this. Professional athletes are dealing with this. Trust me, I know they are in my DMs. I talk to them. Uh, All men, men in the coach game, men that are watching me, broke men, rich men, we all deal with this. In fact, we see, the, we see the signs, the women admit the signs, we see the writing on the wall, and we still keep children in the custody of these women. Now, this is my point of the show, not to make women look bad. Because the women that say they're struggling, they often say, well, these ninjas ain't helping. Okay, but they pick the ninja. They pick the father. We'll talk about that later. Then they keep the kid away from the father playing this game. They collect the child support. They smoke it up. They shoot meth. They party. They drink. They fuck. And then, of course, they got to try to raise the kids in between using the public school as a babysitter. Mm. Getting getting subsidized daycare. Getting all the benefits from the social workers and the social programming. All right, just raping everybody. Taking the taxpayers' money. Taking the baby daddy's money. And then they put their kids in worse situations. All right, and so this is an example. So when the fathers say, well, listen, I'll just wash my hands, you're too difficult. What happens is the fathers leave the kids in the care of these crazy-ass women. And we know it, but we can't do nothing about it because the family court about stealing money from fathers. That's how they get paid. You're the main event when you show up. They all there to rape your pockets. All right, so there's no money in her. She sells her soul. She sells her kids out. And then we're sitting there like, hey, man, the kids would be better in my world. The family court's like, we don't care about all that. They just pay your child support. And then the kids get stuck with a woman who admits she's a drug addict, an alcoholic, and crazy, and depressed, and mentally unhealthy. Now, that is the real problem nobody wants to talk about. Because if you want to talk about it, I'm here for you. If a woman says she's mentally ill or unstable, and then she keeps the kids, that's a crime against humanity. That's a crime. That should be a crime. That should be child abuse. <laughs> that should be child abuse. Because the courts, the attorney, the attorneys, the family, the women, the men, their family, they're all saying the woman can't handle it. She can't afford to take care of them. She's mentally unstable. She has postpartum depression. She has depression. She's an alcoholic, drug sniffing marijuana tooting ass mom and then they keep the kids there everybody just says well <laughs> or she's a career oriented woman who throws their kids to strangers to babysit and it's always subsidized uh care it's never the woman coming out of her pockets and then she gets a couple hundred dollars from the daddy and they still keep the kids there how 
do you do anything but say this is the hate of children and fathers? How? They literally mentally ill. Now, let me get to this story right here. And not only are they mentally ill, she'll admit it. I'm depressed. I want to kill myself. And also, I have postpartum depression. Mentally ill. You're not, no, you don't have mental health issues. You're mentally ill. So here we go. Another mentally ill drug addict. And of course, Mud Shark. Add on that, Mud Shark. So I don't know what's going on with this filter, but these two young boys are unalived at the moment. This is why we allow this child abuse. We just leave kids in the care of these people because, because she can't move on. And we're like, okay, the fight ain't worth it. I'm going to pay $40,000, $50,000 in court fees and attorney's fees. Forget it. And then fathers walk away, and then these women be like, I'm a mother. All right? Look at this. Now, not only is she a mud shark, she has two baby daddies. Ninja, this shit is wild. She got two baby daddies. So from the people who are counting at home, both of these men, I'm sorry, both of these children are from different fathers. So we got to break this down, unfortunately. And wouldn't you know it, they both, she likes black men. Kentucky. Mud shark. I mean, it is what it is. We got two baby daddies. All right, let me, let me continue here. She definitely has a type. And her type is going to be women in a minute. But uh, here we go right here. I'll, I'll play the clip. Where's the clip? All right, let me see here. There was a news clip. I think I deleted it. Okay, hold on for a second. Hold on for a second. All right, I'll play this clip. I had a better clip going on here. All right, but I'll play this one. Sons, we're talking Colonel Alex Payne. All right, here we go right here. She likes that filter, too. Boys! Peanut. Peanut. A mom in Kentucky is behind bars, charged with murdering her two young sons. We're talking with Colonel Alex Payne, chief deputy at the sheriff's office, about the investigation so far. Welcome to Sidebar, presented by Law and Crime. Fair use. I'm Jesse Weber. All right. All right. I, uh, we're not going to do his videos. He does have a good channel here, uh, Fair Use. There was another video that kind of broke down the story a little bit better. Uh, but, um, okay, here we go. I did find it. Here we go right here. Here we go right here. Boys, nine and six years old, gunned down in a home along Bentwood Drive. Their alleged killer is their own mother, 32-year-old Tiffany Lucas. There were two victims in the bedroom there covered in blood. And a gun on the bed. The brothers were transported to Norton Children's but died from their injuries. Their mom is in the Bullitt County Detention Center charged with two counts of murder. Court records show Lucas previously spent a month in jail for a drug possession conviction. Whether you think it's mental illness, just pure evil, combination of both, whether it could be uh, substance abuse, mm -hmm. uh, any combination thereof, uh, you know, pick your poison, none of it's good. Mm -hmm. uh, the result is horrific. Police say a neighbor went into the home and made the grisly discovery after finding the mother outside. Police say the young victims were half-brothers. Now that the father of one of the victims is deceased, uh, the father of one of the other victim is unknown, whereabouts are unknown. 
uh, other family members we have gotten in hold of, and we didn't make notification. Shortly after the shooting, WLKY's Lauren Adams talked with distraught neighbors shocked by what had just occurred. I'd seen him outside uh, a couple of times. Uh, I work third shift, so I get home around 7 o'clock, so seeing him getting on the bus. It's sad. I mean, what's this world coming to? <laughs> For a mother to shoot her two children like that. I'm a mom of two. It's hard. According to the arrest citation for Tiffany Lucas, a witness at the scene told police Lucas shot the boys. Two boys. All right, all right, all right, all right, man. Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, people are going to say that she was on something. People are going to say she was mentally ill. Maybe people are going to say she was neglected or the pookie fathers didn't help. One father I heard was shot in the back or shot and deleted. So there's that. I mean... Sometimes you get shot and you're an innocent bystander. Sometimes you're a pookie. And then the other father, I think it was of the young child, or I can't remember. I don't know which one. But um, in this situation, she's chosen two men. And uh, those two men are, I don't know what's going on there. I don't know what's up with the second man. I think the second man was around. They said unknown. But I think he was around enough to be able to handle the situation. But, uh, you know, ninjas be, ninjas be uh, skeeting in anything, too. We also have the fact that um, people are trying to find an excuse, right? They're trying to find an excuse. Well, she was on drugs. A lot of them are on drugs. A lot of, not all of them delete their kids, all right? But a lot of women are on drugs, all right? People are saying mental health, okay? There's a lot of women that are on mental health. I mean, we know this. There's a lot of them are out here, and there's still mothers out here. Uh, she couldn't handle the responsibility. Yeah, she was down bad. I, I think, though, that when men do this, these things to their family, do they say, well, he must have been on drugs. <laughs> he must have had mental health. Certainly not. They just have bad mothers out here. And we also, we have mothers that are put in bad situations and or they are putting themselves in bad situations. Can we acknowledge the fact that she had two Pookies kids, potentially two Pookies? She's chosen two Pookies to procreate. We have Pookie celebrating Pookie culture, skeeting in women and running. I don't think we should be bragging about this anymore. All right. And also, I want to see the court custody papers of both of those fathers. All right. Because I'm pretty sure that if you dig down deep, the fathers have filed for custody. The fathers have one have been in the kid's life. And she probably is already cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. They probably is like, I ain't fighting this bitch. Mm. And there's a point to this because we're going to talk about why all women. It says right here should be doing this in their relationship. And this story, I want you to remember this story when I get to that main point, because that is going to be a part of the point. What about this one right here? We talked about this the other day. Remember the woman said, my father pays, you know, my mom's rent, my rent, my niece's rent, and he's a wonderful man. Remember that? Well, this tweet came up, and I thought this was a good tweet this weekend. And it says, people never brag about their fathers following his dreams and finding happiness in his hobbies. They only praise him for paying bills and dying slowly. And this is one of the realities that I talk about of the free agent lifestyle. You have to find this lane of freedom. And I told you, most of you men are, are down bad, depressed, and or not in the position of life that you need to be in because you never saw your father winning. 
It's the winning formula of life. I'm going to just tell you the life winning formula right here. You must see your father winning in order for you to win. Or if you ever start winning, you have to be a father that removes yourself from this so-called I'm a good man because I'm a utility. Men are only judged by what they do. And it's often he pays the bills. He does this and he does that. And I need a man that pays the bill. But the reality is in order for a family to win, in order for a children to win, it is not going to be this, hey, my dad's just a utility. Or the fact that my dad didn't provide so he's not a good dad. See, we need to eliminate that bullshit. He didn't pay his child support, so he's a good dad. He's a bad dad. He didn't provide me with this, so he's a bad dad. No, no, no. You teach a person how to fish. You provide opportunities. This is what a good father does. And not only that, he focuses on winning. Because when he wins, everybody else wins. Okay? When he wins, everybody else wins. When just everybody else wins, based on what he does... He's just a utility. And then everybody's a goddamn leech. Everybody's just a leech. And they use him and they exhibit parasitic behavior by saying the father just should pay his, he should just be the bank. He should be the check. He just a pet wallet. Good job, dad. You just paid the bills. Yeah, did he have fun? Did he pursue his dreams? Did you kill his hopes and dreams? Did you suck the life out of him? Did you just drain his bank account? Did you watch him die slow? Did he die and you just cashed a life insurance check? See, what did you do? Now, I refuse. I refuse to be that type of dad. Now, I can write a check, but bitch, you're going to work for that check. You're going to work for it. Ninja, I ain't going to hand it over easily. You're going to work for it. You're going to send the goons out for it. <laughs> you're going to work for every inch. And I'm going to watch you bankrupt yourself, potentially trying to get it. But play nice. I'm not a pet wallet. I'm the winner. I'm the dude. I'm numero uno. I'm primo. I'm that guy. I'm Hemothy. So treat me as such. I'm not some of these goofy ass men that y'all could just treat as pet wallets. And you just be a parasitic leech on them. I don't care if you're a male of the family or a female. You're going to watch me win. You're going to watch me win. And while I'm winning, you're going to be out here catching the booty crumbs of my residual income. That's what you're going to be getting. Or you can ride this. You can attach this wagon to, your, to the star. I'm the star of the show. Attach the wagon to the star and you will win. But a lot of people don't want to do this. They only look at fathers as the pet wallet. Right? Oh, all right. He pays the bills. He's a good one. And then he over here got diabetes. He over here shitting on himself. <laughs> he over here can't do shit. He over there don't have time to pursue his hobbies and his hopes and dreams. All right, he just plugging away at his W-2 wage slave job, and, he, and you just over there just with your hand out. Give me my hand out. Give me mine. All right, good daddy. Good boy. All right, good boy. All right, go screw yourself, dad, and then you bounce out. Oh, hell no. <laughs> All right. We need to want men to win, and I'm convinced Women do not want men to win. They don't. They just want they ask to be a slave. <laughs> they just, want, just be a fucking slave. Just slave for me. A, a red flag. A red flag. 
If you get with a woman and you're dating, you have a dating interest, and she does not want to let your ass breathe, she does not want to let you focus, and she wants to text you, interrupt your day with her little bullshit because her peace leave piping hot, I want you to talk to me and text me back and tell me what you like in bed and tell me, man, bitch, go get some business. Go get a hobby. I ain't got no time to be interrupting my day with this little bullshit. Stop playing on my phone. And then they might say, well, you have too many hobbies. You don't have time for me. Man, bitch, go, go kick rocks, please. Go do something else with your life. Okay? And you ain't going to do it with me. I got shit to do. And I'm going to go follow my dream. Damn, you a grinder. You a hustler. I see you out here. But the women want to be with winners until they see what winners live like. They see what winners live like. I know my worth. I'm going to just go get me a man that's a winner. And then they see that guy, and he does not put her first. He does not get treated like a pet wallet. He does not let her exceed his priorities, his hobbies and dreams. Then they're like, oh, they thought she was just going to lay up and spread her legs like these pookie ninjas. And he's like, nah, you can't come over. <laughs> but this is what happens. Do women hate their kids? Yes. Why do women suggest to keep their kids when they are doing worse of all the parents? Why does a woman say that the parent doing well should not have custody of the kids. I think women hate their kids. It is, there's no argument for this. Why would, why would the data suggest that single mothers do worse in raising male children and single mothers do worse of all parenting, statistically and generally, and they steady keep the kids and cannot finally support them? They hate the kids. <laughs> Just look, look, you hate your children. Why would you? Yeah, misery loves company. Misery loves company. So they're miserable. So let's make everybody else miserable. I can't be miserable by myself. Because they would have to be miserable by themselves. They would literally have to choose to be miserable by themselves. But of course, there's money in it. But of course, their kids are going to be worse. Their kids are going to be worse. I mean, listen, the evidence is there. And then they'll say, well, these men don't want their kids. You know why? Because you're in the way. <laughs> they want their kids. They also want you out of the way. See, you're standing, ladies, you're standing in between you and your kids, whether you like it or not. You also cannot survive without that man financially. So it's best to put that guy to the side, a.k.a. the welfare program from the 1970s. You'll get more welfare if you don't have a man living with you. You'll get more social services and child support if you have the man around less. Ain't a damn thing changed. But the man wants his kids. He just don't want you. And that's what they cannot accept. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to follow these points all the way down the line. Yep, she just wants her hands out. She wants the kids as emotional tampons. She's codependent. Misery loves company. And they literally elect to put their kids in the worst position. I'm of the opinion that they hate their kids. Mm. Oh, we ain't done with this point because I'm going to drive it home. I got two more clips. Then we're going to get to that main event. We're going to get to that main event. All right, women in here hot right now. But you can't dispute my points. The points are what they are. And they're undisputable. They're in undebatable. Here's a woman here. She's got her letters, let her cook here. 
say this to the women watching. Pay attention. Because y'all love taking these men for child support. And number one, then you want to raise, it takes more than money to raise the kid. When he was coming around, he was helping with homework. He was picking the kids up. He was doing everything. Now you put him on child support and he got to work extra. He can't help. So now you're taking away from the bonding time. That's number one. Number two, whatever that court order is in the state of New York, that man has to have to do nothing over the court order. No birthdays, no holidays, not Christmas, not back to school, nothing. It's an, it's an option for him. But if you talk to anybody in the court system, he does not. It has to be in the court order. That includes summer camp, everything. Because y'all love taking these men, and then it's like, oh, well, now, how you not going to help with the birthday party? Because, sis, I gave you child support. I gave you child support. Like, we be so gung-ho on child support, and you really went down because your auntie is bitter. Your mama told you to do it. You really wouldn't even think about taking homie for child support. I know somebody who, homie was on child support, they got back together, and he was like, so when you going to take me over? She was like, I'm not. Message. Let's just say this. And shout out to Child Support is Fraud. And go to childsupportisfraud.com. But, guys, this is the system we live in. This is why I don't believe women when they say, well, he don't, they don't want their kids, and they're not around, and he left. No, no, he didn't. He don't want to be around you. And that's you. You're standing in between the kids. And you're trying to financially double dip and benefit. I mean, it's, it's too obvious at this point. And guys, the game is to be sold, not told. It's too obvious. Now, just never believe a woman that say the father just left. We got to stop believing that bullshit. They put the conditions in place to make it better for the father to just walk the hell off. And we're showing you too many examples. All right. But then when he does, she just walks him down to child support. And then you will find that you will find that most fathers were in the kid's life. And the woman sabotaged that. The kid, the father was taking the kids to homework, extracurricular activities, paying for X, Y, and Z. And it was fine until she started seeing the money go to these things and not her pocket. She started seeing the kids thrive and she was over there miserable by herself, crying. And then they go, I got to break that shit up. And then they weaponize the children and use them as pawns to collect, a.k.a. they hate their children. Like, they hate themselves, so they got to hate something else, right? Because misery loves company. So then what they do is they put the kids in a scenario where the kids are only with her. Then they say, I want child support. And they get less. In fact, most court orders don't even equivalent. It's not even equivalent to what the dad was already putting in. The dad was already putting in way more than she's going to get in child support. But she don't care about that. I'm going to show you a famous person going through that. She don't care about that. So now, no more private school, no more extracurricular activities, no more of this. All your kids are doing is sitting at home and going to school. She don't give a shit. She just wants the child support. She wants to be able to say, look, kids, what did I do for you? Look what I did for you. Look what I did for you. And it's literally what the dad did. And then, of course, that little child support ain't enough. That little child support ain't enough. I need more, so pay for these Pay for these shoes. You need to pay for half of this. You need to pay for half of this. Guys, these women hate their kids, okay? You know why? Because they hate themselves. And this is something that you cannot overcome. You can overcome it by not impregnating these women, but sometimes you won't find out until the end. How about this? This is a guy named Gary Owen. Gary Owen was a, the opposite of a mud shark, right? He was a white boy that loved black women. And then he found out what happens when he messes with a strag. 
All right, so I covered this um, story before. And by the way, black women aren't the only ones that use child support. All right, white women, it don't matter, Ninja. You got a lot of low, think, no, low vibration individuals. But this is Gary Owen. He went through a divorce. And of course, his story is sad, but we share a lot of commonality between him and all men. So it doesn't matter if you're a high value man. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor. It doesn't matter. All women use the system the same. Because they see it as free money. Free money. So Gary Owen 12. <laughs> Gary Owen Child Support is going to share his story. Listen and let me know if this doesn't sound like you. And that's you. Most of the time, I, I keep my personal life personal. I've learned that through the divorce. Try to keep it personal. As a lot of people know, I haven't. I haven't seen my kids in almost three years or spoken to them since the divorce. And I, I understand they're they're just, I guess, healing in their own at their in their own time. And I try to reach out and I try to see them, but it just hasn't hasn't worked out yet. I'm going to go to my daughter's graduation next month at North Carolina A&T. Uh, so I'm just going to go by myself. Not going to not going to try to uh, how, how can I put it? I'm not going to try to make it awkward for her because it is her day. Uh, so I'll probably just fall back and then, you know, I'm not going to I don't I don't want that to be the time for us to reconcile. Hopefully when I was in San Jose, I found out where my son worked. And so I stopped by his work just to see him, not that he would see me. I wanted to see him. He's uh he's teaching kids how to swim. I I go to his job, and I went there Thursday, hoping he would be there, but he wasn't. But I found out he was coming in the next day. And it was interesting, because when, when I came in Friday to go to his job, my whole goal was just to just to see him and to hear him, because I, have, I, have, I haven't been in his presence in, like, three years. So when I got there, like, one of the other swim instructors came up, and they was like, hey, are you Austin's dad? And I was like, yeah. And I thought I was kind of odd, because I was like, I figured he would have... I, I don't know. I figured, I guess people know we haven't talked, especially if you're in his social circle. And he goes, you want me to get him? And I was like, no, 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 no. And then, and I, cause I didn't want to, I didn't want to invade on his space basically. And then, uh, he said, oh, he's right there. I, he said, he's back in the locker room. He goes, oh, he's right there at the, you know, pool. He's already in there teaching kids how to swim. And I was like, oh, okay. So I went and I, I watched him. And the thing, the thing is, I, he's not on social media, so I haven't seen a picture of him or videos of him or just to see how he's changed in three years. So it was the first time I'd seen him, and I, I just felt all the way I, – I blended in with the other parents watching their kids swim. And as I'm watching him, oh, my God, this delivery guy walked in, and he was like, yo, are you Gary Owen? And I was like, yeah. And he could tell I was I was, I was was being polite, but, hey, not now was probably the vibe I was getting off. He goes, oh, is your kid out there? And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure he thought little kid was out there, not one of the instructors. So I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, all right, man, I'll, I'll leave you alone, man. Nice meeting you. I said, all right. And then – but I just got to sit back, and I got to watch him, and I took, uh, I took some pictures for my own use – just because I hadn't seen him in forever. It was just cool to see him in that environment, being patient, being kind, being just, he was just in his element with the kids. The, I saw how they were excited when they, when they saw him, you know, cause I, he was always the, I wasn't sure how he was doing. I know he took the divorce hard, but I wasn't sure. Like I can track my daughter by going to the, her college's website. And she's always on like magna cum laude list. She's very smart. So I can kind of from afar see how she's doing. But my son, I just really couldn't, 
couldn't I didn't know you know I just haven't seen anything I haven't seen a video or picture or nothing in almost three years so it was funny because I not funny but I parked across the street and I just sat and then I saw him walk in and it, it was all just luck I was there for like an hour and I saw him walk into his job and I went oh man that's him and I knew immediately when I saw him and then and then I was able to blend in with all the other parents and then yeah it was just I got to hear his voice I got to see him in his element and I got to see that he was all right. So that was important to me. So I didn't, I didn't, I don't know if he ever saw me. I don't know if, uh, I don't, I just don't know. Um, there was a couple of times I thought we were going to make eye contact, but didn't happen. But I was kind of like standing behind a column because I just, I mean, he was at work. So I didn't want to be that dad just showing up unannounced. But it's also like, when am I going to see him? So I just, just blended in and, and I, I, I remember I was almost paralyzed, like, I couldn't leave. I was there for like a couple hours just watching him help these kids learn how to swim. But it was just cool just to to see him, you know, you know, just being. I think that's that's what you want as a as a, as a parent. Just your kids to be productive, mem productive members of society, not getting in trouble, liked by people. And he was just, you know, it was cool to see. So hopefully, we'll get to talk soon. But yeah, it was just cool. Just to, I was I was debating whether to do it. Even I, the only few people that knew I went, my manager was like, you sure you want to do this the day you're special? And I said, yeah. And she goes, all right. She goes, I just don't want you to get emotionally, you know, in a different place and da, da, da. And I was like, no, no, no. I said, this is what we do as comedians. We always compartmentalize. We, we always are dealing with stuff. And then you get on stage and you just got to be funny. Uh, and she goes, oh, I don't know. And my manager even says, she goes, I don't know why I even brought that up. She goes, of course. That's what you guys do. But it was, uh, he was on my mind though after I saw him. Cause I was like, man, I wanted to go back Saturday and Sunday, but I, I didn't, I, I didn't know if he was going to be working and if I could sit outside and luck of the draw, he would show up again. So, but it was cool. It was cool just to see him, just to be in his presence, just to almost feel him a little bit to be in his, his, his energy, feel his energy. So it was cool. It'd been a while, but man, he had a, Big old mustache, big old goatee now, and hair was kind of long, but he's he's a tall dude because he's in the pool. He's leaned down, but then we stand up. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot how tall he is. But, yeah, I, I just – I hope we talk soon, but it was cool just to see him uh, even, even from afar, I should say. But, yeah, it was cool. And what do I tell you guys? What do I tell you? Lie, you're running out. Here's, here's what I'm going to say. Thanks for listening to that. I had to let that one breathe. What's the difference between that and this? Mm. Nothing. 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 I mean, the kids, they're doing well. They're functioning in society. They're doing their thing. But the woman kills the kid off instead of giving the kid to the father. She alienates the father and makes it swim upstream. The, kid, the kids take it hard. The mother places, steps in between the kids and the father because she's bitter. And now you have a fractured relationship. Now the father has to do all of these things and, you know, tiptoe around. Then the father has to solve the problem. Now, of course, these kids all sound of adult age. They're adult age. It sounds like they were doing what they were doing. And he doesn't want to just jump in there without it being out of control. He doesn't, he doesn't know how they're going to react. The mother has already sunk her claws of depression, alienation, stress, all right, and um, um, hate for self and misery into those kids. She's already spoken into its existence. Now, what happens is, I'm going to show you a comment. Watch this comment. 
Look at this comment right here. This is the comment that wraps it up. Don't ever stop trying. Sons and daughters need their dad sending prayers and healing vibes. Now, I have a problem with this comment. That's the problem. Because why do dads have to fight all the time? Why do we have to always try? Why do we have to fight against all the odds? Why do we not deal with the toxic parent? Why do we deal with parental alienation like this? Why do we deal with child abuse like this? Where the father has to put up with alienation and the kids being abused and uh, the kids being put with the worst possible, no, not able to support the kids, mentally ill, unstable, uh, and depressed. Why do, why do the kids have to go through that? And then a, parent, and then a father got to clean up the bullshit. Right. The father just got to come in when the attorneys are gone and made their money, when the judges have made their title 4D money, when the child support magistrate has made their money. And now they got these kids out here floating. And now the father's supposed to just come in after being alienated three years, four years, five years, 10 years. The kids have been abused. Let me just say this. Does the father come in? Does the mother come in when the kids are being abused by the father and just say, wait, until the kids are older and then you can come in and clean up the bullshit after the kids are being abused by the father. Nobody tells a woman, ah, just keep trying. Don't stop. We're supposed to come in and now patch it up. We're supposed to come in now and then fix the fractured relationship and introduce ourselves. See, this is the thing that I don't like about this scenario. Oh, don't ever stop fighting. Just keep trying. You didn't fight hard enough. Fight harder. Nah. Nah. This is filth. Society is absolute filth. They don't care about the kids. They care about the money. They just want the money. The child support wants the money. The attorneys want the money. The magistrate at the child support magistrate wants the money. They want her retirement fund. They want his retirement fund. The family court judge wants their money. They don't get paid unless the mother alienates. Everybody wants the money. CPS wants the money. The, 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 uh, the government wants their money. Then, all of course, here we go. And, and, and I hope this is a wake-up call for you guys that think, all oh, won't happen to me. He ain't hitting it right. I'm going to hit it right. It won't happen to me. I'm a good dad. And just, it's the good dad. It's the dad that wants to be there that experiences this. But, of course, hey, don't ever stop trying. Sons and daughters need their dads. You didn't say that when they were five. You didn't say that when they were 10. You didn't say that when they were 15. Now you're saying the dad should just, uh, uh, let me pull up how much child support he paid because I don't know, I think the kids were old and and then he didn't have to pay child support. But I think he paid alimony. Let me see here. Nobody says that shit when the, the parents need the kids. Oh, here it is right here. I think she was getting $44,000 a month. That's what she was trying to get. There's your, there's your answer right there. You see where the money is? Oh, good dad. Gary Owens, Owens' ex-wife, Kenya Duke, seeking $44,000 a month in spousal support. Why? Because she, she, she couldn't get child support. So she alienated the kids. Not because he was a bad dad. For $44,000 a month. There's the motive. Let's go back to this. Let's go back to this. And then I'm going to move on and do the super chats. This goes back. 
People never brag about their fathers following his dreams and finding happiness in his hobbies. They only praise him for paying bills and dying slowly. It all comes back full circle. What? It all comes back full circle. I can tell you where the problem is, man. The problem is pretty, pretty clear. It is not the fathers. <laughs> it is not the fathers, man. All right. It is not the fathers. They're selling the kids out. Women are selling their kids out for checks. <laughs> All right. That's dude. What, what else? And they're alienating fathers to try to get it. All right. That's that. That is the game. And guys, I'm going to tell you, man, I've dealt with people talk to attorneys. They don't give a fuck. They're going to go take it slow. They want their money. The attorneys want their money. They're not going to solve this problem quickly. Oh, we got to do this. And we got to file that. And we got to do this. They're not trying to solve the problem. They're trying to get their pockets padded. So when you go to them and you go to the court, you're, you're not going to get solutions. They know what the game is. Everybody wants the money. All right, so, and we're, and we're selling out their, our kids for this. I'm just letting you know. And if you, if you, yeah, the children are the pawn. If you are disagreeing with any of this, you are the problem. All right, I'm just letting you know. You are the problem or you are the person benefiting from this problem. So anyway, man, listen, it can happen to anyone. Trust me. I go through this right now. I go through this right now. It's the very thing that I go through. So um, it is what it is. It's a common strategy. It is straight out the playbook. And let me just tell you, man, nobody gives a damn about you at all. Nobody going to care. The judges, they just want their, they want their kickback. They want their commission. They want their, they're like, what? All right, good job fighting, Dad. Glad. Attorneys, you got your money? Yep. All right, kids, where are the kids at? Fuck them. All right, they'll be part of the system at some point. And it ain't changing. So the, until the laws change, nothing going to change. Shout out to y'all. Do me a favor, hit that like button. We're on to the main event. We're on to the main event. Oh, by the way, if you're a stepfather, you're part of the problem. Oh, let me just clear this up. If you're a stepfather, you're part of the problem. If you're a teacher and you've participated in this, you're part of the problem. If you have a relative that has watched women do this, you're part of the problem. If you are a mother and you encourage your daughters to do this, you're part of the problem. If you have a coworker that claims to be a single mother, but knows that the father trying to be in a, the kid's life and you seeing it and not calling that bitch out, you part of the problem. If you're a father and your weak-ass daughter pulls this and you don't check her, you're part of the problem. Yes, stepfathers, you're part of the problem. You know why? Because you're serving as the substitute dad in place of the dad that's fighting for custody. You're part of the problem. You know the dad wants to be a part of the kid's life and you see the kid, you see the kid more than the dad does because you're helping. You're part of the problem. Okay, if you're a teacher, a daycare participant, a social worker, a CPS worker, a child support agent, if you are a coach, anybody that has stepped in between the father to do the bidding of a bitter baby mama, you part of the problem. Everybody's got their hands dirty and bloody in this mess. Nobody can say, I ain't never seen. Shut your bitch ass up. Almost everybody has been a part of this problem. And you see it happen and you say nothing. All you say is, man, don't ever give up trying. 
Just keep fighting. All of you people are aiding and abetting these criminal thieves, these abusers of children. All of you are aiding and abetting. The, if you're an attorney, you're the number one part of this problem. You're even worse than the judges, in my opinion, because you are benefiting from these bitter baby mamas, and you know it. And you know it. You're continuing on from this, and you send your kids to private school and the all Ivies off the backs of being a bloodsucker of these poor people, igniting the flames and pouring gasoline all over it, watching other families destroyed at your hands for financial gain. You're part of the problem, and your priority problem number one. Bloodsucker and leeches. All right, but don't let me tell you who you really are. I'm just describing you. You guys are child traffickers at best. But that's neither here nor there. CPS, you're part of the problem too, and you engage in probably human trafficking more than any pimp could ever engage in. But that's neither here nor there. But of course, we just want to be a dad. We just want to be a dad. We just want to be around our kids. That's all. We don't want to see our kids hurt. But there's no financial gain in that. <laughs> that's no financial gain. All to pay off your student loans, your $200,000 of student loans. I know you got student loans. So I know you need to pay off them student loans and you need to destroy families to do so. Yeah, <laughs> they ain't ready. New, 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 new world order. They ain't ready. All right, anyway, shout out to Sheldon Ross. He says, man, that Gary Owens story, story is cruel, coach. How many people put, put a one? Put a one in the chat. Put a one in the chat. If you've experienced something like this, like the Gary Owen story, put a one in the chat. If you've experienced any of these, a story like Gary Owens. Now, not all of it, right? A portion of the story. Put a one in the chat. All right. So you can let these people know. You can let these people know that you're not, He's not the only one. I'm not the only one that other than a lot of men go through this. Oh, by the way, daughters, speak up. Daughters, if you've seen this happen, if you've seen this happen to your dad and you were like, well, dad, you know, just get over it. <laughs> dad, don't ruffle feathers. Dad, don't, just, just dad, just, just stay over there. I call this emotional terrorism, by the way, because they know the dad is going to do something and the mom is going to react. So they know the mom is going to react. And so they say, dad, just, just deal with it. That's called emotional terrorism because, you know what I mean? Like the, the kids know, oh, that's going to set mom off. So, uh, dad, just, 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 just go away because mom... You set mom off. We're going to talk about this in a minute. This is the story of America. I don't want to hear about Debbie dad. I don't want to hear about he didn't pay his child support. I don't want to hear about the ninja. I don't want to hear about that. That shit is old and it's been proven wrong. It's been proven false. All right. Shout out to Sheldon and shout out to Lyle pocket says one. I bang nines and tens, but it'd be the big hippos in the blue. He beat that big hippo in the blue. Watch. I don't know what that person is. Shout out to no government name, BH. Contributions to the Baby Bomber Terrorist Legal Fund. And it all goes off to pay off some attorney student loans. I don't know. 
<laughs> All right, that's where it goes. And these are gifts, love gifts, from the coach gang yang to pay off an attorney student loans. Right. They watching me, man. I know they watching me today because I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to be meeting with them today. They watching me today. They heated right now. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. It's just money. All right, it's just money at the end of the day. They'll take your money. KW says, "Fun fact about Captain Marvel too. They always blaming men for not supporting the movie when the audience that watched the movie consists of sixty six percent men. Also, Black Girl Magic." is in line, wait, is a line in the movie. Yeah, I see. Like, what guy? What guy wants to go to a movie in here? You know, we can do it better than men. And black girl, Matt, what guy wants to go in the movie and pay that money and go in there and get shitted on? <laughs> All right, what, what guy wants to do that? What guy wants to go to a movie and hear women be like, yeah, we're the, oh, man, please. Nobody wants to see that. Shout out to, K oh, KT King. Shout out to the San Diego Superchargers. He says, good morning, CGA. I believe that social media baddies have become today's version of Lilith, and the men who chase them are their den of demons, and this is a fact. This is a fact for sure. And so a woman will say, I got options. All right, but uh, they don't realize, they, they, they don't realize a lot of things. But the one thing that they don't understand is that a guy that's available to give them attention on a constant basis and feed into that is probably not the guy that's going to make the difference in their life, but you can't convince them otherwise. And the guys that are capable of giving attention, they keep picking the wrong ninjas, right? They keep picking those guys. Well, I'll go where the guy is paying attention to me. And that end up being the wrong nigga. <laughs> they end up going, Oh, he had no good dusty. Like, wow. Shout out to the regular dude. I'm 32. Uh, let's see here. I'm 32 and I found happiness five years ago. And he says, I found out that five years ago, the key to happiness is saying no. He says, tell your girl no, tell your mama no, tell your kids no, and your brother and your sister just say no. Yes, that gives you power and leverage as well. All right, cut, cut. Well, you tell them this. I don't give a fuck what you think, bitch. Cut that bitch off. Let's go. All right. Shout out to Dark South Foundation says, you know, it's bad when Amazon is making better superhero content than the MCU. I'll take Highlander and the tick over any of that trash. Disney is pumping out and Disney is in trouble for doing that. Shout out to fixes a bind says, hey, coach, not sure if you know, but you have mastered the show. It's perfect. It's good comedy, drama, action, knowledge, and it makes me laugh, makes me cry, gives me the keys to life in general. Just wanted to make you aware that you've mastered this in case you didn't know. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. We take you through all the emotions. And we hit you over the head with that truth at the end of it. All right. That's why we do the main event. I got to take you through this roller coaster. I got to always, always bring it back home. Right. Appreciate it. Riz Khalifa, they know the kids carry on that man's legacy. So a good person that will. Yeah person that will want to cut that off is uh they're going to take the they're going to take the life from the child just because you don't kill a child doesn't mean you haven't taken their life all right in a true sense Stephen russell hollywood stopped doing market research the target demographic for mcu is teenage boys that's why they are losing money facts they don't they don't understand what they want but see here's the thing 
I look at what these virtue signalers are doing. What they're doing is bringing adult conversation to children, right? This is why when people see these drag queen story hours, it's not that the drag, that the, that the um, somebody said this earlier, a comedian said, it's not that kids shouldn't be around drag queens. It's that why are drag queens trying to be around kids? Everybody's targeting your kids, right? So your kids, they're like, okay, we got kids here. We got kids that are paying top dollar. They're paying their parents money. So then they say, we want to be a part of this. We want to tell our part of the story. We want to be included. And then you bring the reading rainbow, bull dagger, sisters, Mexicans, Latin. Then they got to do the inclusion story because they believe, hey, these kids aren't going to look up to Superman because he's white. So let's change him to a Puerto Rican or then a black. Right. And then they start bringing in the adult conversation when the kids when they even paid attention to begin with. They wouldn't have really paid attention, whether they were Puerto Rican, black, white. All right. Or whatever it is. So the adults are bringing the conversation to the kid to control the narrative. Well, when I was a kid, I wanted a black Superman. Man, sit your monkey ass down. Mm. <laughs> well, when I was a kid, there was a black. I wanted a black Barbie and the kids picked a nappy headed Barbie and threw him away and wanted the white Barbie. Mm. I mean, then it goes out of control. Man, leave the kids alone, please. Leave the kids alone with your adult bullshit. And it's mostly loser. It's the losers talking. You did want a black Superman, but <laughs> we also looking at, we also looking at a lot of these people and, and said, well, you still fat. Like did Superman, did the Superman doll not encourage you to do some pushups? Like, what are we doing? It's, it's absolutely weird. So then they want to be like, we want to be a part of the story too. And of course, everybody wants to be a part of the story when they're winning. They want to be a part of the story when they're winning. Okay, the, the franchise is winning. All right, everybody's in in-game. All right, everybody's in in-game. All right, cool. This is going to be a hit. All right, here we go. This is what we're going to do. <laughs> All right? And then now everybody want to be a part of it. Nobody want to pay dues. All right, anyway, sad. Blue Baggins, I'm here. He says, in here, preaching today, coach. That boy, good. He almost said the main event. Thank you. Stephen Russell says, continue Hollywood pushes their politics instead of making money. That's why they end up losing. So they end up losing, guys. I'm not, I'm not trying to fix Hollywood. They push the politics, and then what happens is it dies. It dies, and then they wonder why. They blame men. But the funny thing is when it dies, they blame the men. They're like, well, you men didn't want to watch us push our bullshit. <laughs> You're like, who would have thought? Who would have thought? I, I, I was already paying for this before the politics got into it. Now you want to bring the politics. Now that it's a winning franchise and you got my attention. You know, your parents did that too, by the way. Your parents did that. Parents always do that. Loser parents do it. Let me tell you how loser parents do it. Sports is already there, by the way. Let me tell you how, and, and everybody can relate to this. Watch this. Okay, you were outside. There was a hierarchy of children the parents watching, they drinking their coffee, looking outside on a Saturday morning. What are these kids doing? Oh, shit looked like they're playing the game. Now, what will happen is the kids will get the game going. They'll establish the rules. They'll establish who's going to win and lose. Basically, they'll stack the deck. They'll do all kind of crazy shit, but the kids will establish their rules. Most of the time, they're having fun. Now, every now and then, there'll be a kid that's just a loser kid, and they'll go off crying, <laughs> drooling, because <laughs> they can't compete. They're either too young, too small. All right, they just can't compete. 
So they go off crying to the, the parents. What's wrong, kid? And him out there, him out there didn't make the teams fair. And him out there, he made a game. What y'all playing? What, what kind of game y'all playing? Oh, we just made it up. It's a new game. Okay, all right. Um, Y'all established the rules? Yep. Y'all was having fun? Yep. Well, what happened? Well, him, 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 him out there didn't want me to hit. <laughs> okay. All right, the parents come on. All right, everybody. And they walk outside. All right, what are you doing? All right, we made up a game. All the kids that are winning are all happy. The losing team somewhat happy. We're just playing the game. All right, look, here's what we're going to do. We're going to make it all fair. We're going to bust up the teams. And then the parents start coming in, busting it up. The kids were having fun. One loser kid could not compete, and you didn't take that into consideration. You need to let him play, and you need to let him get a turn, and you need to let it so he don't never fail, and he never strikes out, and he always gets a participation trophy. All right, I'll stay here, and I'll monitor the rules. I'll watch it. Kids, don't do this. Don't do that. And, they're just like, and the kids are like, man, all right, this ain't fun no more. This ain't fun, so the kids will stop playing. <laughs> because we naturally want to play a competitive game, and yeah, we're going to cheat the system, and that's what it's about. Some kids, the loser kids, going to have to learn. You're going to be at the bottom of the day. But now here they come, or a parent come out. They see all the kids having fun. Oh, shit, I used to hula hoop too. Let me show you how to hula hoop. And then they want to go out there, and they want to hula hoop. Look, kids, and they got a grimace stomach, and the hula hoop can barely go around it. It looked like she hula hooping around a Cheerio. All right, and then she out there. Look, kids, look. I can play hopscotch, too. I can play double touch, too. I can throw the ball, too. I can shoot the hoop, too. And then just sit down. Mm. Let the kids do the kid shit. Okay? Let the kids do the... Why, you see them having fun? Oh, they having fun? Let me get in. Mm. <laughs> Ninjas want to talk about, man, I got that jader. Ninja, I be out here stroking it. Let me show you. Let me show you. Sit down. I don't be out there running up and down the, the, the hoops floors, man. My days are done. I'm not going to be running up and down with these kids messing up the game. That's a travel. Oh, you double dribble. You slap the ball. Did you count it? Did you slap it down to get? Mm. <laughs> all because you don't want to make an extra trip down the floor. All right. All of, all of us good because you don't want to have next. You know, your ass about to be sitting out three games. So you calling all kind of shit. Oh, no, nah, you dragged your pivot foot. Hey, man, get your old ass out of here. <laughs> All in the video. Oh, man, we ain't playing dunking, man. No, nah, man, no dunks. No dunks, only layups. <laughs> All right, let me stop. I got to get on to the main event. Oh, man, no, nah, we ain't playing that game. Shout out to Henry Brazilian says, I saw Gary Owens live. He is now doing $25 picks after the show to pay for alimony. He was ordered to pay nine years of alimony. He's talking about it during his set. Sad. Sad. Man. <laughs> Let me show these little homeboys. Man, sad. Shout out to Gary Owens. Be what it is is, is there a play us fathers can make or do we have to cope with money and stoicism until we die? Yes. The play you make is the free agent lifestyle. The free agent lifestyle. It is the, it's the only play where men put themselves first. In a world where they want you to put yourself last, they reward you for putting yourself last, right? Oh, you're a good man. You put yourself last and everybody else first. The mom, the, the mother-in-law, the, the system, 
the the kids they you put yourself last but i'm of the opinion that you gotta put yourself first everybody else gets trickled down put yourself first they they don't mind you over there sitting on the corner miserable dying slow all right and then they laugh at you sniggling at you there was a clip that i was going to show you and i couldn't show it it's because um um tisha campbell tisha campbell Tisha Campbell was going through her deceased father's prawn collection. Now, what she did was she started recording and posted it on Instagram and said, trust me, my father would be okay with me doing this. And she was going through laughing. They was all in his bedroom. Guys, you better have somebody and nominate them to get rid of all. When you die, they need to come in your house, get the marijuana, get the coca, Get the prawn, delete all your computers, set everything on fire, download, take your hard drive, blow it up. But then went in and was looking at all his porn DVDs and going through them, going through them and calling out the name. Now, I couldn't, I could not, I could not show it on here. I could not show it on here. But Ninja, all people got these. (laughs) Y'all. Almost everybody, yep, delete my social media, blow it up, come in. Some ninja gonna come in with the dun 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 Get rid of all my condoms, get rid of everything, get all of my, go in my drawer, get my KY, throw all of that shit in there. Before everybody come up in here, dun 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 log into my shit. All right, you got all the passwords, Ninja. Get into my shit. Hack into my system. Delete. <laughs> so the thing is, I'm like, dude, can't let the Ninja rest in peace? Got to diss him when he dead? I couldn't show it on YouTube. People shared it with me, but he had his, and then she was like, hey, uh, <laughs> she was like, hey, he wouldn't get rid of his DVD collection. Now I know why. All right. It's crazy, man. Get my phone, blow it up, bloom. All right, it's crazy, man. No, man, don't go to my, don't go through my stash. YouTube says adoption agencies are traffickers too, and just don't want to talk about this. Oh, by the way, if people want to deny it, and I'm not saying all people participate in this, but we had, I did a video of a CPS worker suggesting that one of the ch- a female child. I think go to prostitution. It was like the, let me see here. The CPS worker was trying to pimp a teenage girl. Here it is right here. It was a CPS worker. Try to pimp and suggest it. Oh, <laughs> oh no, it's a ninja. All right, I don't mean to call ninjas out, but this is a CPS worker right here and social workers too. They kind of do kind of similar shit. DCFS placed troubled teen girl with 24-year-old pimp as foster parent. This is just one. There's the pimp right there. Pimps never look like what you think they look like. All right, there's the pimp. And the pimp right there. All right, I think that's the pimp. Is that the pimp? They licensed him as a foster parent. (laughs) A 16-year-old. All right, it says right here, uh, they license him as a foster parent. Cook County Public Guardian Charles Goldberg said uh, they licensed the 24-year-old pimp as a foster parent of a 16-year-old girl who had a history 
they were paying tax money as a foster parent while he trafficked a 16-year-old girl in DCFS care. All right, there's another one, a female. It was a female that um, suggested that a girl that was in foster care uh, do um, sex work. Let me see here. Foster care officer. I don't know if I can look it up here. Let me see if I can pull it up here. Mm -hmm. Oh, here it is right here. See, I got the receipts, Ninja. I got the receipts. Child welfare worker fired for telling Texas girl 14 to become a prostitute. Y'all think I'll be lying about stuff. There's there's the article right there to go to receipts. Okay, child welfare worker fired for telling Texas girl age 14 to become a prostitute. (laughs) It's bad out here. And guys, these are the people getting caught. There was a video of the woman doing it too. There was a video of the woman doing it. They had a cell phone the ch- and the, ch- the kid recorded it. And the employee, it says, the kid recorded of her asking the employee for food and being told to become a prostitute if she wants to eat. Mm. And this was a woman. This is a, this is a female uh, CPS worker. A female. It wasn't, it wasn't a male. It was a female. Man, it's a hey man, it's an evil world. It's an evil world we live in. It's an evil world, man. You know, some of these people get praised as heroes and they zeros. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Y'all, man, it's a cold, cold world. Hey, let's get into the business here. Main event. Thanks, thanks for sticking around so long. Do me a favor, hit the like button. We're gonna get into the main event here. The main event topic is gonna be why all women should be doing this in their relationships instead of doing that. All right, I'm gonna play one video. And then you're going to hear my synopsis of me coming up. I'm going to bring everything home. It's going to make sense. And ladies, if you're watching, you're going to hear this. First of all, I'm going to play this clip. It kind of has something to do with it. But uh, this is a woman in a relationship right here. And she's got her beta Brad boyfriend. And she's a Millie Mouth Muskrat for sure. All right. But uh, let's hear what she has to say. Here we go. And now remember, she's recording. She's interviewing him. I want to know. What is your least favorite thing about me? Why would she ask that? What is your least favorite thing about me? Anything for content. Oh, boy. Let's continue. You can be very selfish. What do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) What happened yesterday? Many things. What do you mean? Here we go. Why don't I go for a walk? There was a reason I went for a walk and removed myself from the situation. You said you were fine. Yeah, I am fine. Still didn't not hurt. You don't. You are incapable of thinking of others sometimes, so you just think of from your own perspective. Not just in that scenario, and a few others as well. So to answer your question is you can be selfish. Wow, that got deep real quick. I'm trying. I didn't say you're not. I'm sure there's some things about me that, like, it's the least favorite thing. I'm not perfect. I can be very, like, cold when I want to be when it comes to, like, shutting down with stuff. I'm sure, like, that's not nice. Not perfect, but we're humans. We make mistakes. Is that why you were so cold to me last night? That was me because I had my walls up, yes. I thought you were going to come home and break up with me. What? No. Yes. 
So Lisa, no. I was deep and not in a good way. <laughs> I think in a good way. Oh my goodness, man! They like to talk themselves and <laughs> they like to talk themselves and getting upset. Now, remember, you asked him what is your least favorite thing about you. He answered it. Now, some people are like you shouldn't answer it. Now, nah, Ninja Teller, this is one of the reasons I've been telling you why women think they're perfect is that we do not tell her. Oh, don't tell her you're not going to get no puss. Don't tell her she's going to cry. Don't tell her she's going to feel bad. And, of course, she's going to pull them receipts out anytime it's time to. Anytime it's time to remember what you said and remember how you make me feel. And she immediately made it about herself. She turned it right back on herself again and then made him apologize when she asked the question. See, I don't think men should be afraid to tell women where they F up because one of the things that I'm telling you in relationships is we let a lot of bullshit pass and then they think they're doing perfect and then they're shocked when they're not. And they're, then they say, hey, you're not doing this and this and that. And then a the guy will say, well, listen, I've been putting up with a subpar partner for a long time. Huh? They can't handle it. So one of the thing, mistakes men make is when a woman's not doing what she's supposed to do, if she's not doing Stop sucking it up. Stop feeling bad. Stop being afraid to lose her. Have abundance. Have her help her work through her, her problems. There's a lot of fathers that are dealing with a toxic baby mother and they don't say nothing. They just suck it up. They just pay, just pay your child. They just pay. And toxic baby mothers will be up in there telling you everything you did wrong. And on November 5th and on October 3rd and on August 5th, and they'll have a novel thinking that they ain't did nothing wrong. And then when you say something wrong, come in, that's your baby's mama. Okay, that's your child's mama. See, we're always trying to protect their feelings, but we don't tell them the truth. We don't tell them the truth. Let her know where she messing up and tell her our ass to get replaced. Okay, you ain't, you ain't cutting the mustard. So this is what I tell men to do. Now, let's talk about this. Why all women should be doing this thing that I'm going to suggest, and this is going to culminate what I've been telling you this entire show. Get to that. Put that banner up. With this banner, women in relationships, ladies, it is time for me to recognize you as doing this, but then not doing that. And what is that? I find that a lot of women fight very, very hard after a relationship, after a breakup, after a divorce, they fight really hard trying to get what they need to get after the breakup. They fight you tooth and nail in the court of public opinion. Okay. They will take your ass. They'll take your ass to the court of public opinion, fighting you tooth and nail and so forth and so on. They will also take your ass to the family court and they will pay money. They will watch you pay money. They will make you jump through hoops and hurdles and so forth and so on in order for you to see kids or divorce you or do a combination. They will fight you like crazy after the fact to prevent you seeing your kids or pivot. They're going to fight you. But what they don't do is during the relationship fight equally or as hard as they do after the relationship. Now, I'm going to tell you right now. I want you to listen because I already hear you ladies. I already hear you right now. What's that? What is it? What? What? 
It's an evil world we live in. I know you're like, nah, coach. And it's all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. I know what you're saying right now, ladies, but listen to me. If you actually fought harder in your relationship, as hard as you chicken heads fight when the relationship is over, you actually might get a good relationship out this mug, man. What the hell? Y'all fight hella hard when the relationship is over. <laughs> you fight hella hard to come out. <laughs> Imagine if you put all that energy. Imagine if you put all that effort. Imagine if you put all of this rigmarole in your relationship. How better off would you be? You might have got the relationship you wanted. You got all this fight now that you broke up and you heartbroken and you broke and you struggling and bankrupt. The kids ain't, the kids doing better when they go see their daddy. (laughs) But when you're in the relationship, you don't put up no fight. You just sit back and I'm away for him to figure it out. No fight. No fight. I'm going to be the best woman I possibly can be. No fight. I ain't doing shit for him. and He can do his own shit. And I don't have to do nothing for him. And I refuse. I got a career. He should put me first. He should do that. No fight. And he need to do this. And he need to do that. And if the ninja don't do this for you, he ain't dead. He need to respond to my text. He need to only want me for sex. He need to only. And then they just wait. Wait. (laughs) Wait until you do all this stuff. And then I'm just. And then when it don't work out. Now you want to put up a fight. Now you want to be the best parent. Now you want to be super mama when you wanted to go focus on your career just weeks ago. So I could focus on my career. Uh, I thought your career was it. I thought you wanted to go back to work. Now I can't afford I want to be a super mom, primary parent. <laughs> All right. Now you want to go lose some weight. Now you want to go on your weight loss journey. When you was walking around looking like a Oompa Loompa. You was walking around. Let's remember, we're going to bring it back full circle. Remember when uh, the guy did this skit right here? Where's the skit? Where is it at? Uh, oh, I lost it. It was the guy with the Instagram. Oh, here it is right here. All right. When you were sitting around with your feet all out, feet smelling like corn nuts, and you wasn't making no effort. You only made effort for the gram. You only made effort for your work, boss. You only made effort when you was going to girls' nights out. But you sat up all up under here with your armpit sweating and your titty hanging out your, hanging out the side of your tank top. Remember all that? And you told him he had to put up with it. You stuck with me now? Huh? Remember that? Remember? Remember all that effort? Remember that shit? I did so much for him. Hey? See, now, remember this? Oh, man, I'm going to keep my Instagram, and then you dress up for Instagram, but I got to see you like this, 24, 7, 365. All right, but then when you go on Instagram and you're going out the girls' nights out and you're going out the family trips, you're looking like that. Remember? See, you should have fought that hard. You should have lost that weight for your man. Let me bring it back full circle. Remember when this dude said in the show, the woman said, 
go back and get you some pills so you can keep it up. And then he brought back diet pills. How dare you bring back diet pills? How dare you? How dare you? If you can't accept me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. He brought back the diet pills when she was like, bring back the pills that need to keep your salami up. And he brought her back diet pills. That's going to keep it up, baby. Lose some weight. Oh, he's sad. Oh, why would he tell his girl that? He doesn't love her. Now she wants to go on her weight loss journey and get in the best shape of her life. Why didn't you do that when you had the ninja in your hand? Mm. <laughs> why? Men, this applies to you too. Ninja, get in shape. But what I'm noticing is that they're very passive and waiting for the man to take the lead and the man to do that. And he should know. He should read my mind. You can read your mind, babe. He can do this and he need to be doing that. And they really go about not fighting. But then when it's over, they pure, they assume the victim mindset. Uh, it is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. This needs to be called out. She didn't know how to fill out paperwork when she was with you. But she go down to the courthouse like it's her job and she be standing in line with these government slobs, right? Welfare workers, essentially. And they filling out paperwork. They taking numbers. They filling out electric discount bills for being single mamas. They filling out applications online, child support applications. They going through Zoom interviews. They going to hearings, attorney meeting with the social worker, mm. <laughs> meet with the CPS and the therapist. Bitch, they just lining up <laughs> mm. all day, all day fighting. And they didn't put not nah energy in your relationship. If you would have put this energy in your relationship, you might still have a relationship. <laughs> she going to the legal assistant. Yeah, she going to the bed, bruh. She all of a sudden became competent. Remember, we talked about that. She was incompetent. You had to carry the lead. Now, all of us, she was done. I don't know what you talking about. I don't get it. She don't understand you, but she showed know how to understand social workers. She showed not to understand we're taking uh, now serving B39. She understand how to do that. Sitting up in there for three hours, taking numbers, filling out paperwork and shit, selling your kids over to the state. She know how to sit there now serving F36. Mm. <laughs> and he went in there and he did that. She all of a sudden competent. Now she can fill out paperwork and shit. She can sit there for hours. She couldn't sit there for hours and then get your toenails in order. <laughs> Now, all of a sudden, she all of a sudden she know what's up. Yep, and she got a whole evidence. She got receipts, all this shit, documentation, letters, business cards, cards, now serving D26. She know how to do that shit. <laughs> she ain't lying. They're just, she out there, oh, okay, here I go, all right, with that clipboard and the pen attached to it. Clip, here we go. So what's your name? What's your name, dear? Okay, here you go right there. And what did the ninja do? <laughs> she don't forget shit now. She forgot. She forgot who she was in the relationship. 
She forgot to cater to you. She forgot to serve you. But now serving for, uh, C38. She knows what that means. She know what service means now. <laughs> mm. Yep, she a paralegal all of a sudden. She done typed out this thick of paperwork right online. <laughs> With some welfare loser in the back. All of a sudden, she competent. She a hero. I'm a hero. I can do this all myself when she couldn't even serve you. Like how? Ladies, get it together. Now, last point. <laughs> last point. Here's the funny point about it. What they'll do is they'll say, well, I did so much for him. Ladies, here we go. If you're here, I want you to tell me all this stuff that you did. Because I'm very curious. I want you, because this isn't about who's the table. But please tell me, as much as you're going to write on that ex parte hearing, as much as you're going to write when you go down to welfare and social services, as much as you're going to write on Facebook, please tell me everything that you done done for your man. Remember, I did so much for him. What? I'm I'm all ears because <laughs> I'm all ears. What did you do for him? I was doing so much for him. I did so much. Okay, I'm I'm all ears. Please let me know. There's some ladies here. I'm I know I'm delayed here. What do he what did you do? What was you doing? <laughs> they ain't got no answer for this shit. They ain't got no answer. What was you doing? Okay, I'll make it easy for you. I'll make it easy. Like, I know you're like, what What was they doing? Let's just take the intangibles off the table because I know where it's going to be a whole bunch of intangible shit. We can, you can talk about it. I want some, I want some stuff that I can, can actually measure, but I'll take this off the table because I want data. I want dates. I want, I want prices. I want receipts. I want. It was everything. What? <laughs> there, there's not much. Now, what she's going to tell you is what she gave up. Listen, I gave up so much. I gave up other men. I gave up sex with other men. I gave up my body. Right? She's going to talk about what she gave up. I gave up my career. I gave up raising kids. I gave up my younger years. That's what she says that she did for you. I gave up sex when I didn't want to. I gave up sex when you couldn't keep me aroused. I gave up going out at night. I gave up the streets. That's what she gave up. She didn't do nothing for you. She's talking about what she gave up. I gave up my prime years. <laughs> I gave up dating. I gave up partying and shooting coke. That's what she gave up. She didn't do nothing for you. She did that as a means to compensate herself in exchange for what you were giving her. But I really want to know, ladies, and you can, if you're not, if you're afraid to type. Most of the time, they didn't give you nothing. Most of the time, they didn't do much for you. Most of the time, let's, let's bring it all home. 
you were the utility. The male was the utility. You were giving her. And in exchange, she was giving you. Okay, that's what it right here. Right there. We celebrate men for being paying bills and dying slow as a utility. But what, 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 what did you do for him? That's my question. What did you do? Now, again, there's, there's women that will come in here and say, I took a ninja from bottom to the top. All right, it is what it is. But I'm going to tell you, ladies, this is the bang point. I'm going to do the super chats. Get out of here. Yeah. Why all women should be fighting as hard in their relationship as they are when the relationship is done. Why all women, what you should be doing. You should be fighting for the father to stay in your kid's life as, for, as opposed to fighting for the father to get back in the kid's life. Like, I got to do everything I can to keep this man engaged, even if I need to step out of the way, even if I need to shut my mouth and my pie hole, even if I have to zip my lip, even if I have to step to the side. But the reality is, we know this is all wasted talk. They just want to be victims. Hey, they just want to be the victim. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. They just want to look like, and the reason why they want to be the victim is that it still keeps them vital for becoming another person's mate if indeed they are not scarred. Okay, I was doing right. He was the problem. Then that happens for one, two, three, 50 relationships. It was the guy he wasn't carrying his in, and therefore there can be selected as a, another mate. And then another man's trash. One man's trash is another man's treasure. So you're like, oh, baby, you were princess warrior the entire time. He was a loser. He didn't recognize it. I found a winner. Most of the time you didn't. You didn't find a winner. You'll find out. <laughs> it is what it is. All right, and ladies, Answer the question. Don't be jumping around. Don't be jumping around. What is the question? I answered the question. I asked the question. What did you do for him? Don't be trying to tell me other stuff. What did you do for your man? Now, last point. If you say you cooked and cleaned, that's bare minimum. That's ridiculous. I mean, you were going to cook and clean anyway. I mean, it wasn't like you did it for him. You had to eat too. I don't want to hear any of that. I don't want to hear about I gave him kids. Okay. He could have more kids than you. That doesn't give you an up. You did, and by the way, you giving him kids is a debt. It's a debt. It's not an asset. Children are not assets to parents. They're assets to themselves and to their children. And he could have skeeted in anybody's guts. He chose you. So he did you a favor. He monetized you. He made it so that you could benefit from them kids more than he going to benefit from them. Kids are debts. They don't produce anything until 18, and most of them don't produce anything until 30. So, <laughs> all right, stop. No woman is saying nothing, and I'm here to tell you, men in this shit, you bring way more value. You bring way more value, and it's not even disputed. You can name everything a man's going to do so good you can name everything he's not doing. Prove me wrong. A man brings so much value that the things he does, when he doesn't do it, you can name it. He don't do, he don't do, he don't do, he don't do, he don't do. Do that to women. I'll wait. <laughs> 
Can't do it. You can start naming goofy stuff. Cook, clean. <laughs> she won't submit. Loyal. Uh, I mean, intangible stuff she was going to do anyway. Anyway, let me get to these super chats. It's that easy, ladies. Is it, for, for the women that are watching, for the men, I'm telling you, they're going to fight you way harder after the relationship than they will fight during your relationship. That's what they do. It is what it is. <laughs> they don't fight that hard when you're in there. And whatever, the, you guys had your chance. So you can you can reply in the comment section. All right, if you are watching this video or you watch it uh, later. But, but there, there's not much that they do for you, for your benefit. There is a rare exception to the few. They don't, it's not much that they fight for during. It is after that they put up the biggest fight. And if they fought that hard in the relationship, they might've actually had something. <laughs> All right, anyway, Kayla says, can a man who probably works 80 hours a week to support his family be excited to go home to his wife and kids? Can his wife be sexy for him? Can his kids be happy to see him? These are the things men fight for but never get. And uh, those, are the, those are the things that people turn against you, right? The first time something's going wrong, they turn, you know, they turn the kids against you. They turn, she turns against you and pouts. And it's a little bit weird. And she starts to remove that, which, you know, people would assume is cooperative and this and that. And uh, anyway, is there a woman in here? There's a woman telling us. All right, I might not have seen it. And most men, do they stay with their woman? Ladies, listen, gentlemen, most men stay with their women to prevent the woman fighting her, fighting him tooth and nail after the fact. Most men stay with their woman, even though she's pulling up like a lame-ass horse, even though she's, not producing, even though she potentially might be sabotaging. Most men stay to prevent because he knows she's going to fight him tooth and nail after the fact. Am I lying? This is why they have a phrase cheaper to keep her. This is why they have the phrase happy wife, happy life. Because he knows that if he dumps her ass, he going to pay the price. So he stays. What? <laughs> he don't stay because she good. He just stays because he know, he, he's fully aware that that's what she's going to do. And he had to just be like, well, I guess. Let me carry this on, and he'll take a lifelong decision and carry her all the way, just dragging her. <laughs> they don't stay because she's loyal, faithful. They don't stay because she give better sex. They don't stay because she sucks them off. They don't stay because they don't stay because she's making a happy home. They don't stay because the kids she making the kids love them, and he getting zero out of it. Zip. He'll give up sex with his girl. He'll be like, "All right, we ain't having a much enough sex," but he'll stick. Because he knows what's going to happen after the fact. He'll stay. I come home. She make my life miserable. Stay. I come home. I have to sit in the garage for 30 minutes to decompress before I go in my house with my wife and kids. He'll stay. She wears the pants of the family. Stay. 
Oh, man. Sometimes I do this show too well. Because even though I do this well, I don't hear nobody saying nothing opposite. I never get female trolls in here. I only get simp trolls every now and then. But, of course, you're entitled to your opinion. I'm not calling you a simp if you disagree. But where are all the disagreeers at? Where y'all at? Ninja, I'll be like, nobody be, yep. A ninja will be in this man cave to avoid being around her. He'll stay. He'll just do, where we at? The only reason he's sticking around is because she is fighting that ninja tooth and nail. And she going to fight that ninja. She threatened him. I'm going to fight your ass. (laughs) He'll stay for the kids. All right, I'll just stay for the kids. He doesn't stay for her. He sticks around for the kids. Where we at, man? Nobody. Nobody got no smoke for my channel, man. Ninja, you can try to do whatever you want around here. You don't have to agree with everything, but there ain't much you can disagree with this shit, man. I'm ready to tear somebody up in this mug. All right, anyway. Oh, where's the lady? Ladies, if you're here, What? do you do for your man? What? Name it. <laughs> right? What do you do to fight in your relationships? What? Like, I did so much. I, I want to know what. Mm. <laughs> All right, anyway. Shout out to No Government Name Coach. You are the truth. As Patrice once said, my happiness is paramount. Everything else will trickle down appropriately. Guys, if I win, everybody associate with me wins. If I lose, I got to drop the dead weight. If I lose, if you think I'm going to be subservient to anybody when I know who I am, I know who I am. I know what to do. I, I know we're going to win. But if you want me to be subservient and then a winner, it ain't going to happen. I got to win, number one. My happiness is paramount. I'm numero uno, primo. I'm the guy, Coach Alini. I'm that dude. Some of y'all ninjas, though, <laughs> some of y'all ninjas be behind her. Like, what can she, how can she elevate you? There's some guys who be like, oh, man, I, I was going to buy a Ferrari, and then my, my, my girl told me to buy uh, 10 apartment buildings with the money. Okay, I mean, like, mm. was that a win for you, or did she win in that, too? She got you to not drive around. Ferrari so you can have because she couldn't fit in it could that have been it she knows she couldn't get her ass in the Ferrari seat and she know you was going to be looking for some nice young piece of calico to be sitting next to her sitting next to you in the Ferrari and so she made you buy up investment property all right you know there's always a motive there's always a benefit for her (laughs) I think she won that one you know and why your dumb ass didn't have your investment properties for Ferrari. Is she going to drive around in it too? I mean, <laughs> ladies, where are we at? Yeah, she got the divorce option. Hey, ladies, where were y'all at? I know this is an echo chamber. Shout out to Macaroni Tony. He says, you ain't lying. One of my players hit me with a 2023 crossover. It made me fall. He says, I'm over here doing a Tim Hardaway cross thinking that ish would still work and it won't. It's Yeah, that's nope. Old school basketball. It ain't going to work. It ain't going to work. Because I know if I pulled out the Rari, I would, I, some of these women can't fit up in the damn thing. You know what I mean? So she'd be like, well, you don't need that. 
<laughs> I don't? Nah. Why don't you take that money? You could buy, you could become a slumlord in Houston. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, now she set up her divorce launch pad and you got all these assets and then she can swipe your shit down. All right, anyway. There's always a motive. Shout out to, oh, here we go, a couple more. Uh, 2K teacher, 2K teacher says, coach, a married man tried to hire a pro for a threesome with a horse. Send it, call Thanos. Oh, my goodness, man. What? That's crazy. Uh, what? No. Is this in America? Be real mahogany. The free agent lifestyle is not for everybody, but it is for me. Shout out to those who chose the single life. Hashtag Donovan. Shout out to single life. Is there a lady in here talking? Where's she at? What did they do? I did so much. I'm waiting for that answer. <laughs> she helped build that empire. Yeah, like, come on, man. Soldier for God says kids are like morgues. No return, and invest, no return of investment until 30 years. Shaking my head. So, yeah, children are what we call lovable liabilities. All right, just like a nice car. They're lovable liabilities. They're you. They're a part of you. You love them. They're your DNA. Most of them can't really do nothing significantly until age 16. That's your best case scenario. Much of what they do, you don't take from. All right, coming full circle. Much of what, what they do or produce, you don't take from. Meaning that they get their first job, you let them keep the check. Right, parents are stealing their children's identity to access debt and destroying their kids' credit scores in the process. So most Good parents would say, hey, good. I put you in position. You're going to start benefiting. All right. You don't get there. You don't make them pay rent. You let them stay down. You let them save money. It doesn't come back to you. An asset comes back to you. Children are not considered like an asset like that. They're a lovable liability. So when they start producing for themselves, you're like, okay, good. Yourself, you, you can support yourself. Until then, you're investing in them. You're paying them down. Paying it down, paying it down, paying it down for no return. But no return. Like, you don't want to return. Their only return is to be a productive citizen. So uh, when they're not that, then, you know, it can be costly. So they, they're parasites. They're leeches. They're lazy. They also are, you know, mental head cases, mental ill. They're also criminals, thugs, teenage pregnant, pookie, single mother raised, tampon having. Mm. All right, they stick around. They never move out. Failure to launch. And that's probably more common or maybe the norm. It's probably more common. What, what is it that women give? I did so much. What? <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I would love to know. Write it down. All right, write it down like you're going to the social worker to complain about maybe your baby daddy. Now serving E23. All right, write it down. There's really not much. And I'm not putting them down. There's really not much, man. There's really not much. All right, so look, I think we're done with today's show. Uh, I think I have uh, everybody with the support. I appreciate that support. And uh, shout out to everybody of Fixes Binds LLC. Do me a favor, hit the like button. We're going to be back. Shout out to No Government Name says Coach Dropping Truth Bombs. They not ready for it at all. You big dummy. Not you. All right. <laughs> he says the black community uses their kids. Yeah, I, have to, I said earlier on the show, the black community be def definitely been doing that. All right, so that's another example of parents kind of taking advantage of kids. I think something came in last second, last second. So I want to acknowledge everybody. 
before we go, hit the like button on the way out. And if you disagree, hit up in the comment section. I probably won't see it, but it is what it is. I can't help that. It's barbecue in there. Shout out to the coach gang show this evening. Peace.